In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. It's going down. 
I think you know I'm going to act like a fool. What is up, folks? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. Whew, you guys. I just, I am so, I didn't, I've been having such trouble with my sleep. It goes in waves. Like, I don't know. It. it um, we'll talk more about it when I can talk about it. But I just didn't get great sleep. And it sucks because we talked about this. I just feel like I'm just like trudging through the day and then it sucks because at the end of the day at 9 p.m i have to watch the kardashian i mean i don't have to do any of this let's actually let's be clear i choose to watch the kardashians at 9 p.m so i can take notes and then record this with you guys because i save the beverly hills for friday so i can have like a day to digest it because usually there's more that i want to think about in regards to beverly hills and the kardashians for some reason i i was thinking about it today when i was typing notes uh tonight and i've been taking notes because i did a kardashian podcast before this podcast a long time god now it's been I don't know. Has it been like four or five years? I don't know how long I've been podcasting and, and all, but I used to do a Kardashian podcast where you would recap each episode. And I was like, wow, I have, I've written so many notes on the Kardashians. I've transcribed so many Kardashian conversations that it's almost like a second skin. Like it is, you watch these shows and you're like, it's skin on skin. Like I know exactly I know exactly what Courtney is going to like monotone mumble. I know exactly what, you know, like I know the inspirational freight. I know that you're going to hear the word vibe 30 times every show, which by the way, I mean, listen, I, I had a time machine. There'd be a lot of things I would do, but I think in the top 10, I would use it to go back and, and really try to talk Kanye into never teaching the Kardashians the word vibes. Because Evers, he's the one that introduced it to them, and they've never let it go. They've never let it go. The By the way, when you're rich, it's a lot easier to feel vibes. Have you ever noticed that? Like, you can feel vibes when you know you, your bills are paid. It's harder to feel vibes when you're just making, <laughs> making ends meet. Like, Kim, Kim showed us her private jet that she got to ride on for the first time tonight. I was like... 
that feels like it's probably a vibe, as Kim would say. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I like vibes. Should uh, vibes are obviously, I think, used truly by rich people. Whenever I use it, I feel wrong immediately. I mean, for so many reasons, I feel wrong. Uh, how are you folks doing? Are you good? What a day! What a day! So this is a jam-packed show, as it seems like all of my shows are. But there is so much I want to share with you. But that is why we use the timestamp. If you want to skip right ahead to the Kardashian recap, which I have not recorded yet, which I'm going to be doing in a second, you can do that. Just use the timestamps. But if you want to hear me speak to a TikTok account that I found, somebody sent me her TikToks in regards to this TikTok drama. I don't know if you guys have been following Mom Talk. Now, TikTok, Mom Talk, T-O-K, and of course, M-O-M. Um, so it's a group of girls, uh, ladies, uh, mothers, Mormons in Utah that have been soft swinging. Now, if you're like me, I was like, is soft swinging, like, because I'm kind of chubby, you know, like, where you're like, is that, am I soft swinging? You know, like, it was like, does that mean they're just not in shape? Um, yeah, love handle swinging. Uh, anyways. But it's wild, and this story broke in the last week, and I was like, I need somebody to come on and explain this to me and explain this to my audience. And I was sent this um, this account, Anna Reports News. Her name's Anna, and her account's Anna Reports News. It has like 764,000 followers. She's a 21-year-old girl, and she's already smarter and more well-spoken than I am. And it was, uh, I asked, I reached out today. Hey, do you want to come on and explain? And she was nice enough to do it. I thought it was going to be 20 minutes and we ended up talking for like 50 minutes and we go over internet trends after the stuff. I got to find out how she started her story, which was kind of, it was really awesome to hear her story about kind of not term, but using the internet in high school because, um, she was being bullied at school. And cause I was like, do you think the internet has helped or hurt you? And she was like, it definitely helped. And she tells some wild stories about high school. And it reminded me a lot of my high school experience, except that I didn't have the internet to turn to because uh, it wasn't invented yet. But I did have the drama club, which is kind of, in a sense, uh, you know, a little bit the internet with more makeup <laughs> and more Shakespeare. But, you know, it, it, it's so important for kids to find these things, kind of find their way. And I find it fascinating that the Internet has been that for a lot of kids and maybe a lot of your kids out there as well. So I'm going to play that here in just a second. And then we'll take the commercial break and then we'll go into the Kardashian recap. And then I'm going to knock my, I'm going to knock, I'm going to hit that bed like it owes me money. You know what I'm saying? I am going to go to sleep, but I would be remiss. And we do bring it up in this interview because today at, was it 12 PM or 1 PM? We got the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, um, uh, the, 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 sorry, you guys, I'm so tired. The jury, uh, came back with their ruling, and the ruling was this. They are all losers. We are all, all huge losers. Now, um, so Johnny Depp won on all of the counts. So he, I think it was like, so originally it was said, I was watching Emily D. Baker on YouTube. It was my first time watching her. She 
gained like hundreds of thousands of followers and she was just I can see why everybody loves her so much she's been on this podcast before and I was truly impressed watching her and this is the end of a long journey for her obviously but just it it reminded me of a radio show she was in control of like these commenters she was flipping back and forth between feeds of this and she really made me appreciate the law aspect of this because I've kind of looked at this as a circus that I find kind of potentially damning in any way you look at it. Uh, on the side of Johnny Depp, on the side of Amber Heard, it seemed like, why is this being televised? Um, you know, when, when it's this kind of, you know, you don't want an OJ spectacle of anything. Um, it, you don't want that. I was around, I was a kid when that happened, and I remember even being icked out by all of that. And you don't want that, you know? And it seems like with anything in America, right, we're in disagreement. You know, there's tons. I mean, what I really do notice, it seems like eh, so many people hate Amber Heard. And I, by the way, I got to see, you know, highlights each day. And I did hear the, um, the audio recording of her, like, oh, who's going to believe you, Johnny, blah, blah, blah. But then I also saw, and I was aware of Johnny and a lot of his habits, which I don't, you know, listen, you can be the best actor in the world and and you can love Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it could be your favorite number one movie of all time. Listen, I love that movie Benny and June that he was in. I don't know if you guys remember that. Loved that movie. Uh, he's obviously one of the most talented actors that, you know, around. Um, but also I think he has a substance abuse problem. I just, I mean, it, it he just does. I mean, I've been around enough people like, and also like that's, you know, he's an artist. That's his lifestyle and and so be it. But it seemed like they were just horrible together. Um, and, it, uh, you know, you've listened to this podcast. You know how I feel about this. I uh, They both immediately released statements afterwards. Uh, and it was just – I posted both of those. And I posted um, them without my personal feelings. I just posted. And I the only note I said on both was, wow, these were written really quick. It was like out within 10 minutes of the, uh, of the end of the verdict being read, which means they had already been in the hopper, you know, for both, both parties. But I had posted them in two separate posts. And it was interesting because the Amber Heard one got so much hate, like, so fuck this girl, blah, 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 blah. And the Johnny Depp one was like, what a hero, what a great, you know, and I was like, well, even if Amber is this horrible, horrible, horrid woman, you know, which by the way, I'm not saying that horrible women don't exist. I mean, we, I mean, Lisa Rinna, you've got, <laughs> is Jax Taylor a woman? No, um, I'm not saying horrible women don't exist, but the vitriol that it's like, man, like let her be in her own personal hell. Like the fact that we jump on and then try to, I mean, it really shows us that this trial was another, we turned it into a reality show. Um, remember when I had that girl, um, the, that professor on to talk about her book, what reality TV tells us about us, I believe the title was Daniel Linderman, Lederman. Uh, sorry if I'm screwing that name up. It was excellent book, but it talks about how reality shows are uh, completely unique um, and something very new to society in that reality shows uh, different than other forms of entertainment have a unique advantage in that it almost requires viewers with second screen technology to keep the story going. You know how Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, part of the enjoyment is listening to the podcast that everybody does about it and listen, reading all the tweets and looking at all the memes and getting to throw in your two cents. It almost demands that of us, right? It almost demands that. It, you know, we get to be a part of this. Our voice gets to be heard. 
But it really seemed to me with this trial, it was a little bit of like that, where everybody, it turned into a reality show in a lot of ways, and, and sometimes more entertaining than any re reality show, and definitely competed in terms of ratings. And I think that's just kind of, it's just, it's dangerous, but it, it's not surprising that we all, once again, are in disagreement on something Um I just hope that it's not hard for women to come forward. A lot a lot of people, a lot of dudes say, says it won't be. So got to trust the dudes. Actually, a lot of women said really negative things about Amber Heard. And I'm one of those things where I really want to try to look at all sides. And I don't know. I just at the end of the day, I just don't know if there's a lot of winners here. And and I I hope, listen, what are we, I mean, what, we're hoping that Johnny's able to go back and make millions and like, what are we? I mean, what are we, what are we, we hoping that he can play the Captain Jack Sparrow again? Like, you know, listen, he had a, I mean, and also, you know, his money issues happened well before Amber and the way he spent. And there's actually a very interesting Rolling Stone article that I could point you towards. Um, you know, you know, he's had a, a very, the last 10 years, even before Amber has been really difficult because this man, remember, I was around when he was an independent film darling. I mean, just remember he was doing, he did that uh, Cry Baby, the John Waters film. He did a lot of like kind of independent smaller movies where he was always like the most amazing thing in it and what a star but he never had a blockbuster blockbuster and then all of a sudden you know pirates of the caribbean comes along and then the guy everything he touches for a bit turns to gold like and then all of a sudden he's in those old hollywood deals that don't exist anymore where you get like 20 percent of the gross and he's making a hundred million dollars off of one pirates of the caribbean he even bought an island he bought marlon brando's old island i remember reading a rolling stone article with him where the reporter came to his island and johnny was just out there rolling cigarettes and drinking rum and i was just like what a life and obviously that lifestyle came back to kind of bite him in the ass in a certain way. And obviously uh, he picked the wrong woman and the wrong woman picked the wrong guy and really horrible things came out of that relationship. So uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if you guys are interested in more of this. I keep, you know, Kiki talk of shame who did a great job with all of this too. I wanted to, I, I keep saying I'm going to have her on and we talked about it, but I don't know if it just exhausted and I don't know what else what else can be brought to this conversation at this point? But I'll definitely have Kiki on regardless, uh, unless you guys think you want to wrap up. Um, but I don't know. I just don't feel like trash. Like I just, it's just kind of, I don't know. I'd rather trash reality stars than uh, Amber or Johnny. It seems like they're both kind of potentially messed up in a lot of ways. And I'm just happy this is over so we can hopefully put in our attention on something that matters like this week's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the Kardashians. So that's that. I still want to talk about Ramona and Teresa. I got, I, I was went off on so many tangents of stories yesterday that I missed a huge one in that Ramona leaked uh, Teresa Giudici's wedding invite. I mean, Ramona, you cannot trust Ramona Singer. I mean, you can't even trust her with a wedding invite. This girl leaked the address, I mean, the address of the wedding, the date of the wedding was August 8th in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I, like, I've written it down. Like, I shouldn't have this wedding information. The website was released. We we got all these details. We found out the whole cast of Real Housewives in New Jersey have been invited. We know that Countess Luann and Kenya are bridesmaids. Melissa's just in guess. Dude. How are you gonna? How are you gonna make two of the cast members of Ultimate Girls Trip your bridesmaids? 
dude, why don't you like? I literally feel this wedding is just an opportunity to shit on Melissa. <laughs> like it's like, how do you not? How do you invite Countess Luann and Kenya to be in your bridal party, but your sister-in-law? No, you're allowed to come. Like. Come on, you guys. I know a lot of you guys don't like Melissa, which I think is so weird for some reason, but I get it. That's housewives. We all like and dislike just random people sometimes. And it's like half of us don't understand it and half of us totally understand it, why we dislike or like the people that we do. Um, But it cracks me up because then I almost just think it's like, wow, like who isn't in the bridal party? Like, am I invited to the bridal party? Are you guys in the bridal party? I feel like we'd have a better chance at this point than Melissa ever getting in Teresa Giudici's bridal party. But also at some point, like who's gonna sit Ramona down? Like, does I, it seems like nobody wants the job of just being with Ramona every day. Cause I feel like there's at least five instances every day where you're like, yo, Ramona, glad I'm here because you shouldn't have done that. Like, you know, she's leaving the stove on all the time. Like there's just random, like these are just normal things at this point where, you know, when you have this big of an audience, you don't, you say beautiful wedding invite. I got one. I'm excited to go, Teresa. You tag Teresa in it. You call it a day. You don't show the invite with all of the crucial information on it. I mean, it, the funny thing is that I truly believe Ramona still doesn't know what the internet is, even though she is told that she uses it every day. Like, she's like, where do the, look, I posted some nice pictures to that, the, the, the digital scrapbook. That's a phone, Ramona. It's not a digital scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> It's just wild. Okay, you guys, uh, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on Monday. Remember, Friday will be the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, and I'm going to be on Kendrick's podcast. Um, uh, I, I, you guys know Kendrick. Anyway, we're going to be t- talking about Dubai tomorrow as well, so I got a full day of uh, of just of just joy, of just talking about this stuff. But let's get uh, to our first guest. Uh, like I said, she's awesome. She got TikTok. She's got a podcast. She's only 21 years old. And she just, she was just great. I really enjoyed talking to her. Her name is Anna. Her account is Anna Reports News. And I'll put all that information in the show description. You should go follow her. Uh, I just thought it was so cool that she even took the time to speak with us. And uh, that's it. So here she is, Anna Reports News, breaking down the Mormon mom talk scandal. Welcome to iHeartRadio So Bad It's Good. Today is a jam-packed show, and we got to get right into it because I something has been burning up the internet this last week, and I'm scared it's going to be gone within a blink, just as the internet does with these stories. But you guys know I've been uh, trying to be on the old ticky-tack, as I call it, uh, the TikTok, and I got sent a story by this uh, young woman who was explaining this drama going down in Utah right now uh, she did not create the title, but I believe it's called mom talk, which is already, I was just like, mom talk. This is, I do not want to see anything to do with my mom and TikTok. but supposedly this is way younger. We'll get into all of the details, but then I watched this girl's videos. She's only 21 years old. She has close to a million followers on TikTok, and she broke the story down for me. So I reached out to her on Instagram. I was like, Hey, will you, which by the way, it's so weird that I'm like, I went over to another social media app and reached out to her and said, come on this. So she is here today to kind of break this down. She's only 21 years old. This might be one of the youngest, besides my niece and nephew, one of the youngest 
people that have ever been on the show, but she is here to explain what I cannot. You might know her as Anna Reports News on TikTok. She also has a podcast we'll get into. We'll get into all that stuff. And remember to check the uh, the show description for all that information because we always support our guests. So Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. Uh, well, just uh, you might want to save that until after the interview. It might not hey, be that cool. No, it's super cool. I love describing <laughs> things. I love what's going on on the internet. And I think it's super cool that you found my video because someone else was like, you should look at this and find out what's going on here. So I, should I be worried, though, that people are sending me like uh, you? You seem to have the same interest as a 21 year old girl like this is uh So many people are interested in the story. I think from my age group, like even like the 16 to 21 and then like 22 to 30, so many people are invested in this story. Um, I think it's one of the wildest things that's happened on the internet in a while to be completely honest. Towards like, we'll we'll get into, I want to get into how you got into TikTok towards the end of this, but let's get into the meat of this. So this story broke really quickly and it's called Mom Talk and it takes place in Utah, which... I know you don't watch this, but uh, fans of the show, we covered all of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City in the first season. Remember, at the reunion, Whitney brought up the swinging community in Utah because she was being accused of potentially being a part of that with her husband. And she said she was not. So these TikTok videos are like, how did this story break? How did it become like, how did you know about it? So I'm huge on Reddit. Um, I found a lot of my research on Reddit. That's how I like investigate a lot of these stories. Uh, because someone on Reddit started the rumor that Taylor, who's the main face of this all, the one that kind of spilled the tea on so everything. Taylor's the one that started this. This is why we know about Mom Talk is because Taylor started this. She didn't start it on Reddit, but she is the one that broke it on TikTok and kind of confirmed a lot of rumors that were going on on the internet. So the rumor sort of started that she was getting a divorce and that she had cheated on her husband. Nothing was confirmed. Nothing, not a, no one knew. Were you aware of this person before this story broke? I mean, cause I, I never heard of mom talk. Like, I mean, I had never, were these like big, they all seem like they have like these really huge social media followings. How the heck did it? Cause then I started watching, they're all doing like choreographed dances together. I'm like, we should be embarrassed by this. Not about the soft swinging, you know? Like, I don't, I I had seen a few of her videos pop up on my for you page uh, because people were in the comments saying like, oh, like, why are they joking about getting with each other's husbands? Like, what is going on? I thought they were Mormons or part of the LDS community. Like, what is going on with this community? And everyone thought it was a joke. Like, there was no confirmation on anything. So in their videos, they would joke about hooking up with each other's husbands in their mom talk mm-hmm. videos? And then, mm-hmm. and then everybody was like, oh, that's just a funny Mormon joke that they're doing? Yeah. That's hysterical. Okay, cool. So it was all just like jokes. And so the Reddit community was kind of like looking into everyone. People on the internet are wild. People go way too far and like reach out to family members. Wait, like, What? What are you talking about? I've never heard anything <laughs> like that at all. Yeah. People go so far. So someone found out that she had cheated on her husband. And that's how the rumors started. She then Ta- kind Taylor, of, Taylor cheated on her. Taylor husband. cheated on her husband. Um, so everyone was like, what's going on? Was it someone else in this like TikTok community? Was it someone outside of this TikTok community? And then she posted on her story that she was getting a divorce. She was moving out and that like it was just like a very sudden and abrupt change. And she and she talked. This wasn't like a written out post. She was like talking to the audience like, hey, guys. 
not yet. She just posted it on her story on Instagram, just kind of like a video of her, like leaving her house and moving into this new house and how she was becoming a single mom. Okay. And they have two kids. They have two kids. They're very young, very, very young. Um, And I'm kind of thankful that she doesn't like fully like blast them on social media. There's a lot of moms that that's kind of a big issue on TikTok. She just posts like normal mom content with kids. Like not, they're not the focus of the. Oh, thank thank God. Thank God. That takes a load off. I was worried she might be weird. (laughs) Okay. It's they're very young. I think they're like three and two, like they're, they're babies. Like they're. And I will say this just to Anna's credit is that I sit here and make jokes about everything. That's just what I do. But her TikTok does a really nice thing of kind of taking you through the story, which is what I'm trying to do here. And I'm just offering weird color commentary. But it is something that I think is so uh, what I'm finding cool about TikTok is that it is really uh, interesting place for information to be dispersed and, and for you to then make your own opinions with. So she then posted this to her story. She was moving out. And then what's the next step? Then she went on. I'm on TikTok live and just started spilling the beans about everything. So this is where the information kind of came out that she was swinging. Um, there were people in the TikTok community that were swinging as well. Wait, 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 swinging? Because I keep hearing the word soft swinging. What is the (laughs) soft swinging? She, She wasn't swinging. She was soft swinging or was she swinging? She was soft swinging. She made this clarification multiple times. And I think that's why like the terminology kind of come up. So they would have everything, but I don't know how I have to censor it. Intercourse. You can say intercourse. intercourse, Have everything but intercourse. Um, So I have never heard soft swinging as a term. Like if it's like a huge term, I'm so sorry for everybody out there. That's like, of course you idiot. I know soft swinging. We've talked about soaking many times on this podcast, as you know, which is another thing that potentially came from BYU, but um, soft swinging. So is everything but intercourse, which is, I mean, you know, if you're going to soft swing, why not just go ahead and swim? But I guess if you're married, you're, you have rules set. They had rules set. In they place. had rules set. And so their rules were that they would all like rent a place out in the middle of nowhere or get a cabin or at someone's house, they would all drink. Mind you, they're Mormon, so I'm kind of confused on the drinking part. Like maybe just like caffeine drinks? So I know they no. don't drink caffeine. Oh, drink, drink, drink. Out, like alcohol. Oh. Did she ever say what kind of drinks were their favorite to drink? Like what? Well, sadly, no, she didn't share the tea on that one. I bet it's, <laughs> I bet it's like a sugary kind of drink. I bet it's not like. Aperol. It's probably (laughs) whatever's yeah, it's uh, whatever. Okay, so so they all rent a place, which, by the way, like the poor cleaning people of this place. I mean, like, so they all rent a place to I mean, I'm just trying to think, do they like pass around like VRBO listings of like this? This will be a good place for what we want to soft swing at, like because they would take the uh, from what I understand. And you'll probably get to this. They would all the people would be in the room. They would all drink and then they would go off in other room or would they all. Wait, how do you understand this? Would they hook up in the same no, room? Would, or how would, they, they would be in the same room. They would all do it together. Oh. Like not O-level together, but like. Soft swing together. Yes. So, wow. And, and, and we're sure, is this, I, I like to say allegedly with everything that I say, I you guys, <laughs> but I do get, I mean, like, is there any, uh, as we get further into this, is there any kind of thought of like Taylor is just making all of this up for some kind of weird retribution or because she, you know, is there any, I I don't follow a lot of the other like discourse besides your stories and what I hear from all my girlfriends. Has there been a lot of like, she's making all this up? 
so there actually have like if you look through my comments a lot of people in the comments are like there's no way that this is real like no way at all and the reason why I personally believe it's real and why others believe it's personally real is one of the other girls and her husband went on live as soon as Taylor got off of live um and said like we weren't involved in this at all. Like we didn't do this. We're not a part of this. And they were being very awkward. People were like, "Why are you acting?" Yeah, so which couple weird? is this? What, what were their names? I was watching them on your Miranda, all- and I think her husband's name is Chase. I think Chase. That's, that yeah. sounds like a very. That sounds like a husband name. Like this is my husband Chase at Soft Swings. This but is- it says he doesn't. We got yeah. married at age 19. This of is course, yes. And I think it's really funny because a couple months ago, so there's actually three pieces of evidence that I, or evidence, things that I believe kind of confirm Taylor's story. Um, about a couple months ago, Taylor went on someone's podcast and was talking about how it's been so long in their marriage. Mind you, they've only been married, I think, for like eight years. How old and is Taylor? She's 28. Like okay. 28 or 27. She's pretty young. They've yeah. gotten bored with their marital life and they sure. just need to spice it up. I mean, no judgment, but they've only been married like eight years. Like it, it's, I don't know. I've been with my partner yeah. for three years and I'm. You well, know. Y- usually that happens at nine years. So that's way earlier than, no, <laughs> yeah, but, eight like- years, but also you could start small and go like, just like with another, you don't have a whole group of people in a, I'm, listen, I'm not here to judge, but. I was, so they said that there's a big group of people and they would all hook up in the room with each other's husbands. Right. And, but there were rules in place. Like they could only do it in that room together. Like you couldn't take uh, a husband, couldn't take another lady to another room away from that person's actual. That's kind of how they talked about it. And the reason why she's getting a divorce is well, the final straw, because I think they've been on the path for divorce for a very long time. I don't think this was like just one straw hit off. Yeah, yeah, you think, yeah. Like, <laughs> they were already sleeping in separate rooms and having separate nightlife. So uh, she went into another room when she was completely intoxicated and left with another, like went with another husband. But they had- Are we sure already- it's a husband? I heard, also heard it was other girls. Like, is that just I- a total alleged rumor or- So I've gotten some anonymous tips from people who live in the same area that it's uh, probably a husband because there's another, there's two more couples getting divorced. They're not on the internet. So I don't feel comfortable sharing. Wait, since, since this story broke or that was already in since this story broke. Wow. So they're like, uh, they're not on social media. And this is why Taylor kind of said in her like live, she said, um, this wasn't mostly people from like TikTok. This was That's what I was going to say. If they're not on social media, then they're not a part of mom talk, which is (laughs) all those ladies dancing around. Yeah. I think I personally believe allegedly that Miranda was a part of it with her husband, Chase, just because of how they acted on the internet. And this is my kind of like second piece of thing. Um, only oh wait i don't know if i can say that on here no, you, you can you can say curse words and stuff like that no only fans though oh yeah you can say it yeah mm-hmm. okay tiktok doesn't let me say it so only fans <laughs> well welcome to uh podcasting yeah because <laughs> uh, someone found an old only fans picture from miranda's old only fans that had miranda had an only fans mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I will tell Wait, you this whole story. And Miranda, Mar- Miranda's, and Miranda's also Mormon and part of Mom Talk, and has and she had an OnlyFans with her husband allegedly. 
Is this the no, video I was herself. watching where just you were talking? Oh, just herself. Is this the video I was watching where it was you were talking about the sneaky link? Yeah, that's her, okay. the sneaky link she had. So she had it while she, while her husband was like still working. I think he still works at the same company. Um, and it got leaked at the company too. A bunch of employees purchased it because they found out she had it. And it was a whole issue with the company. So then she, um, it got sent around to Chase's sister. And it was like her first view of an OnlyFans um, was her sister-in-law. Uh, so then, you know, you usually want another family member to break you in on OnlyFans. Yeah, like that's really, it's like it. you want somebody close to you to break you in on the OnlyFans community. Oh, yeah. God. And so she was like, I think she was like 16 or 15 at the time. The little girl. That what? Yeah, she was oh, young. That saw that's it. I thought you were, I was like, wait, she was 16 <laughs> no. when she didn't. I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. No, the no. little girl that, that, uh, happened to yeah. see it accidentally was 16. Okay. Well, no, someone in her school, like showed it to her and was like, this is your sister-in-law. Like. I was like, why do is that? It, wait, is this is this all in the last week? Yeah, this all what? came out. No, no, no. This like information came out in this last week, but apparently okay. this happened like a year ago or two. Um, so it was like the pictures of her and Taylor in the bathtub, like messing around. And so when this information leaked that this like was an own like Miranda had an OnlyFans and like did this. She claimed that it was from like six years ago at a bachelorette party before she was married and before she had kids. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's a load off. That's, I was worried, but I know what you're, yeah, she, you have to say whatever, but I mean, like I just, why, I mean, I just, listen, I guess it makes me feel like ultra Puritan. Like all these people are like doing all this. Why? Like I've, you know, I mean, for, I can't even imagine being in a room with Two other people, like even even making out, person. like I would get. One. Listen, yeah, I'm saying like we watch Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker all the time make out, but I I can't even do that. Like I literally, like, I don't even want to see my, I don't even want to be in my body when I'm making out with something. Like, like this is the fact that all these people are in a room high fiving each other, and like I I how you. I think what's fascinating about this though too is because how do you? There's like this religious element to it of like there's so many questions like how do you rectify this with your god how do you there's so many different questions yeah. and also if you're if you're promoting a puritanical lifestyle and also on tiktok being like we're the uber moms it's wild to know what really goes on behind the scenes and obviously this stuff leads to tragedy in a way it's it's shocking to me especially since their kids are going to see this in the future as well and like if i not that i would judge my mom but if i saw this on the internet i'd be a little like concerned. I'd be like, bummed. Yeah, I'd be I'd be concerned. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, be, why is this on the internet? Well, I do have to say though, like even talking to my parents now, uh, is that when when I was a kid, I remember growing up in Kansas and there was a bunch of kids on our block. And I remember thinking like they were our uh, they were our adults. Like they, you know, you just don't think your parents uh, you know, could ever do anything wrong. And then I hear stories from my dad now where he'll be like, yeah, man, we would put you guys to sleep and the, we would go teepee. We would go bully the neighbor down the street. Like they always like, they were like, we'd have parties in the backyard. And like, as a kid, you can't even fathom that because yeah. they were the rule makers. They're never going to be the rule breakers. It's kind of wild to look at that from that perspective as well. I'm just concerned at like what age they're going to see it. Cause if they see it at like age 30, I'd be like, okay, like they're grown oh, up. Yeah. But if they say at age 12, I'd be like, you well, with the end- age 12, what that is. Well, so, so how does this then? So I watched some of these, this girl's videos of like kind of explaining things in her new place, which it was like, why, why do you think 
in your opinion, why did she want to keep telling this story? What was, why was she, why did she want to keep airing this out? I, I, I don't. So I think there's two reasons why she did this. The first reason was, I think she wanted to get this weight off her shoulders. She seemed very relieved when she was telling it. She even like told her entire family what happened and why they were getting a divorce. I think this girl has been through so much that she just wanted to be honest to the internet because she does seem like that type of person, kind of like a little bit like Tana Mojo, but without like the racist aspect so far. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, not the biggest fan of Tana. And second, I think if she broke the story, she knew that her brand would come off the best. She would get but, out. But how? So her brand, like, that's what I'm cracking up. It's like, why does any of these moms in Utah have a brand? Like, why do like, I, I just don't like, listen, I understand why you have a brand. You're bringing news. I understand even kind of like what I'm doing has a little bit of a brand attached to it now, but I don't understand why just like why we're in the society now where everybody has a brand instead of like, yo, just be a person and then worry about the brand after the fact. But it always reeks of somebody trying to get something out of something, you know? Well, I think it's like kind of, so the way I see it is kind of the celebs are now becoming like these average normal people. And so I I think it's sort of that aspect where a lot of this was behind the scenes. Like a lot of people didn't know what PR was or, and now it's kind of becoming open and opening the floodgates to everyone. So now everyone is like, has their own kind of brand personality on the internet. And these influencers are starting to reach the level of celebrities. So they have to make sure that their next step is good. And I think if her husband had leaked the information saying like she cheated, sorry, she cheated she did this during our marriage, but didn't say any of the like the swinging aspect, the soft swinging aspect. Then people would have unfollowed her and disliked her. And I've heard some rumors. There have been some like allegations that as soon as she started on social media and started gaining popularity, she sort of set the marriage aside and wasn't as involved with the family as she usually was. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but it seemed like their relationship was really affected by the social media. And Has she said anything about when she sneaked off with this other guy without, per, you know, without the con- the rules that they had set in place? Yeah. You know, did she say anything about how it was found out? Did she is she the one that admitted it? And did they like did he did they try to work on their marriage at all or was it just done? It was apparently it was just done. But apparently around that same time that entire group sat down and got completely intoxicated and Again? A, a, no, multiple times had a heart to heart about everything that was going on. And they all like spilled the beans and apparently people got into fights, more information was spread. And I think this is where that information was sort of like come, came out that she slept with someone else when they weren't supposed to. Why aren't we filming this stuff? Like, this is what really, like, uh, you know, if you, if any of these opportunists out there, you should be filming these kind of meetings and the fact that you're like, you know what, let's all get in a room and clear our heads, but let's also drink on top of it. Like that led us to last night. Like, I mean, these people don't seem to be learning. So they all got together to talk and all of this stuff came out. So it was like even more intense behind the scenes and oh, we're wow. even getting uh, the information about. Apparently also, uh, people believe that this is like a start to a reality TV show. I think people (laughs) can't grasp how much like news breaking stuff is going on. So people are saying that she wants a reality TV show and that's why she's filling the beat. But what happens? Okay. So 
if Taylor gets a reality show, like, which is now this is my bread and butter. If she gets a reality show, like, what is that show going to be about? Like, do we eventually get to see her soft swing again? Like, do like, I mean, what, like rebuilding your life with two kids after you quote unquote soft swing? Like what, why do we care about these people? Like I was watching some of the dances and I was like rolling my eyes. Granted, I am not the target audience for that, but like, I just, I'm trying to understand where people are seeing these and go, man, all these ladies that look wealthy look really cool doing these choreographed dances. Like, I mean, where I'm trying to understand the passion that people have for this even before the soft swinging. I think because people couldn't believe that they were Mormons and like wearing scandalous crop tops. I think because people have this vision of what Mormons are yeah. and they're so deviated from that. I think that's what people like got blown away from in the beginning. Also, like one that. of the moms in the mom talk group, she like kind of wants people to forget about this. So I'm going to bring it up. Uh, she, her <laughs> baby was in the NICU and she made a video and I think this went on other social media as well. She made a video dancing. Like when people were like, I don't know if you've seen those like question videos. Yes. Like, oh, she made one of those. People were like, how's your baby? And she has the NICU like thing and she's just doing a dance. Yeah. I guys, it, it's, it's gotten out of control. Like, I mean, like really the, I mean, I'm waiting for like uh prison talk. Like I know there's prison talk, but I want, I'm there waiting for like, talk. Is there a prison talk where they do choreographed dances and stuff yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. See, this is like, feels like the end of the world. Like, I got to tell you, I used to rail against TikTok. And then in the last, I would say four months, I've started like, and it really is a dick. Like I couldn't sleep last night and I turned off the TV because I said, I'm just going to watch TikTok, which is so, I mean, I even got scared after I was like, and it just sucks you in. Oh, um, wait, so how long have you been on TikTok? So I've been on TikTok since it was Musical.ly. So I don't know if you knew, but uh, yeah. it was originally Musical.ly. So I've been on TikTok since my freshman year of high school. And I just graduated college this past year. So about eight years, seven years. Okay. I was like, I'm not good at math. That sounds like it's at least four years. So eight years. So you, you know, you started off when it was Musical.ly, which was like, that's when like, what is it? That the, uh, the not my the, the lip syncing and dancing and all of that stuff, which is, and then to see what it is now where you're actually breaking uh news stories built around like kind of social media uh social media lens in a way is that something that you how did that evolution happen so i've always loved filming myself i've always been someone who like grabs a camera and like there's videos of me from my childhood because you were raised like that like i was raised i was raised before cameras were like on our phones and stuff so like well, you okay were raised- i was raised before cameras too so they're like okay. they're not phones i didn't i Got i had it. a flip phone i have a not that I'm yeah, not that young. She's real, you guys. She's real. I'm not that young. Um, but I actually so if you scroll down, you can find all my like lip syncing videos. If you scroll far enough, it'll take you a long time. But I used and to make, I'm not gonna do that. I gotta just good, I, I am not what it, could you imagine if I was just scrolling tonight looking for the lip? I mean, that would be so <laughs> I was a child, like I look like a like I look more like a baby than I do now. Um, but uh I used to make those like lip syncing videos. I was really bullied in high school. So I always turned to the internet. Uh, so I was like making you it find the fun. internet always, it gave you great strength or did it multiply your worries and, and your angst and things like that? Uh, for a while it multiplied my like strength. Like it really, really helped. Uh, and it made my life a lot better because no one at my school knew about it. I was doing it for fun and I hit 60,000 followers in like three years, which was like for musically, that was a lot at the time. Um, Wait, now, would you go to school and be very quiet and, and reserved? And then at home you were able to kind of be a whole, yes. uh, maybe your true self or another persona. 
I mean, I, I don't think I've ever told this story on the internet, but I was, uh, so when I was bullied, there was one time where there was this guy I was kind of interested in, kind of not. I was a senior in high school and these three or four girls and a guy bought those roses, you know, like the ones that like you can like send to someone. They bought me. Wait, one. aren't they, aren't they just called roses? Well, like they're like flower grams. Oh, okay. 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 Got to get that. So they bought one of those and like, you know how you, it was like a dollar. You could like buy one and then the money would go to charity and they put his name on it and a heart and they like signed it and like made me believe that it came from him. So as soon as I walk out of my class with this and mind you, like I had never gotten one before. So I was really excited. Yeah, of course. Because it was like my senior year and I was like, wow, someone finally bought me like one of these. Um, They're all standing outside laughing at me. No. Like holding like flowers, laughing, pointing at it. This is straight uh, out of a horrible 90s co- teen right? comedy. Like, you, he, this is she's he, the one. This is like a horrible. This is horrible. It was so bad. And mind you, that one of those girls, after they found out I had a following, because I was actually one of one of TikTok's ads when they switched from TikTok from musically to TikTok. It's like me lip syncing to a Nicki Minaj song. Um, and I was one of those ads. So everyone found out about it. I was like, great. TikTok, you didn't ask for permission. You didn't pay me anything. And you exposed my, my dirty secret. <laughs> and one of those girls reached out to me and said, would you like shout me out? I said, no. Like One of the bullies said, would you shout bullies. me out? You would should you have shouted her out and said, I know a real a-hole that actually did something really dickish oh, and I'm going to shout her out right now. I yeah. totally should have. But I found out it was I was in college already and they were a year younger. I found out from one of my friends that they had started a challenge like at the whole school, basically, because they didn't think that an ugly girl like me should have a following. So they wanted to see who could get a bigger following than me. Um, and like, are people studying at school? I mean, like on it, like what the hell? Like they're doing stupid crap like that. Right. It was just so mean and so unnecessary. Like I'm over it at this point. Like I have grown and I honestly not, I don't thank them, but because of that, I, I have a TikTok page and I love it. And so I don't remember, I don't know if you remember during um, the black lives matter protests, there was anonymous, like the organization spilled Mm -hmm. a bunch of information. Yeah. People were really confused on TikTok. So I said, why not like sit down and film a talking video explaining what this all is and so i did that and it got like two million or three million views in like 24 hours and so because of that i started doing talking videos i talked about the gabby hannah and uh jesse smile situation and i just started breaking down situations really finding my groove um i don't target my videos like towards any like sort of audience i kind of make it easy for everyone to digest because i know the internet's a very complicated place and if you jump into a story in the middle you don't know what's going on like if you jump into the mom talk situation right now you're confused why people are getting cease and desist letters like what's going on why are people sending that to each other so i really like explaining and breaking things down um, do you always go with uh is do you have a rule of thumb like i have a thing on the show where i'm like i try to just cover things that actually i really genuinely have a passion for or i don't get bored with myself uh is that the same with you yeah. or like this sticks out to me this sticks out to me. This is interesting. Um, and as a result, I've helped a lot of, uh, I don't know if you remember about like the Claudia Conway situation, who is the daughter of yeah, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. The yeah American so, Idol. And yeah. she was going live all that. Was she going live on TikTok or IG live on TikTok and like pleading for help. And because of that, I was able to get a lot of like help for her story. And so 
bringing awareness to those situations is really important to me too. Uh, so I liked my stories to kind of have meaning. Uh, so for example, with this mom talk, it was a little more lighthearted, but I also like cleared things up for people because people were like slut shaming people and being really mean. And I think that's completely unnecessary in situations like this. Like if she really wants to go soft swinging with another man and she has permission from her husband, not that she, that, that's, I mean, I think I said, no, I said that, um, I think I said it yesterday. I was, it was in regards to Lisa Rinna, a housewife that I talk about all the time, but it was re- in regards to, you know, something to do with her marriage. And I'm like, you guys all act like all marriages are just one. Like, I mean, I feel like we have enough information by now and enough of you guys are married and have certain situations yourself where marriages have agreements, marriages, that they're not all one size fits all. I mean, so it is funny that even in this day and age, when we see proof every day that everybody is not this one way, we still kind of get shocked. And there's this titillating moral outrage, which I don't even... Like, I don't, I think it's, I just like saying soft swinging, but I don't care. I don't have a, and I just think, I think sometimes the, the aspect of uh, dancing as a bunch of moms makes me laugh and all of this kind of stuff makes me laugh, but also the quest for celebrity makes me laugh. The quest to, we all want to be beautiful. We all want to be important. We all, and you know, Andy Warhol said, you know, we'll all have our 15 minutes of fame sometimes. And I think with social media, that's going to really, truly happen but it also it's kind of uh, like you were talking about earlier, it's dissolved movie stars. It's like we used to like really when I was growing up, we used to love we used to admire movie stars and singers and all of this stuff. And now we're admiring TikTokers that, you know, like it's it's very interesting to watch these changes happen and not to. I don't care about feeling like a dinosaur, but you're almost like earn it. I want like that's why I appreciate what you do, because I'm like, OK, this is somebody Aww. trying to cut through the noise. And speak, uh, I, you know, to even people like me, I thought that was so interesting because you can actually, I always admire an artist's evolution uh, of how, you know, how their work changes over the years, because it'll be really interesting to see where you go from here with this, you know? I hope so too. Like it's, it's a very interesting journey. I'm taking it one step at a time. Do you um, ever want to get offline still? I mean, cause like sometimes no. I'm just so plugged in really. No, like sometimes it's just too many too many voices and all that to cut through that noise. There are those days like when you're getting an incessant amount of hate and it's, I've only had those like two or three times in the eight years I've been on the internet. So I'm very thankful that like, luckily I, I I can usually brush it off. Um, But there are those like one or two, three days that I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to ever speak to anyone ever. Like, I Because they would attack you physically or what you're saying or how you're saying it. They would go, because that's what people warned me about getting on TikTok in the first place. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to go on for the show and try to get something, you know. And they're like, just be careful, man. Like, just like, they're like warning me. Like, like people like, just be careful. Like, they're going to, there's a lot of hate out there, which is well, just I, seems like everywhere. I remember when I talked about Caitlyn Jenner, um, I personally am not a fan of her because she hit someone with her car. And that person passed away. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and people, when I told the Caitlyn Jenner story, I mentioned her her dead name because I I think it's the reason why that story was so covered up was because she transitioned a month after that happened, and everyone like all the articles were written with her dead name. So I talked about that fact and I said this is a really important aspect to bring up. Although I support Caitlyn Jenner, like the reason why a lot of people don't know about this is because she has the old name. And everyone in my comments were like, why are you saying her dead name? And I'm like, you can take a Google search in five minutes, or I mean, not even 30 seconds and find her name. I don't think I'm exposing her old identity 
because every like sh- you know what i mean well Kay- caitlin's a very interesting and we've talked a lot about caitlin on on this show which by the way i uh, even mentioned because i'm going to do a kardashian recap after this you guys is that even last week chloe was using caitlin's dead name now just oh, so wow. you don't know because this is something that i only learned in the last couple of years is the dead name is the name that uh you know Caitlyn before Caitlyn transitioned went by and it's a dead name for a reason it's a, it's like when uh I, the only I you know it's just you don't do that out of respect for who this person actually is and I understood that once it was explained to me but if you said like I remember hearing dead name for the first time I'm an idiot had no clue what it meant I was like dead name what's going like dead name well and but I even yesterday say- like I explained it. I was like, I know that this is her dead name, but I think it's really important to the story. And I understand like that it, it might upset some of you, but it is important to say that the reason why all these articles aren't popping up and you can't find why this car accident happened and why she had to pay someone hundreds and thousands of dollars. It's because it's written with her old name. And a lot of people were like, Oh, well, you don't have to say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, it's one of those, I mean, all I know is that if you go in or at least I try to go in with like a pure heart or what exactly. I'm, you know, and like, I know I, I mean, or at least even the things that I've found to be wrong with myself, I'm like, okay, I, I, I can try to change those things. Like, I'm not really scared of like, even yesterday, somebody was in my DMS today. It was actually awesome. Cause I had said, uh, transsexual yesterday on yesterday's show. Oh. And that is not the, that is another, not a, you say trans, it is disrespectful, but I had no clue of that because like, I, I mean, like, I wish sometimes there was like a, a newsletter or something, which I'm not even joking because somebody wrote this and it was really, they wrote, they were so nice about it. And they were said, you know, love the show. Da, da, da. And I was like, thank you so much for letting me know, because that's an easy mistake that I will not make again, because it's so easy. Like once you tell somebody the proper way to do things, or if you want everybody to feel included in uh, this country, especially, you know, it takes little to no time out of your day to learn something. I completely agree. Communication is key. And again, that's another reason why I tell what I do on the internet is because a lot of these stories break so quickly, like the mom talk situation but 10 times more serious, just break. And no one is getting like informed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like how, in your opinion, as somebody that studies this stuff, how, what is the time span on this? It, it's only been less than a week, right? Or, or like around, I mean, I know the events have happened over months and months, but like the actual us knowing about it has been a little over a week. Does this just, in your opinion, does this just die out by next week and we never hear about this again? What what happens? I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those stories that's going to come back in a couple months and more information is going to break. Someone else is going to spill the beans on something. Right now, they're all handling cease and desist. So I think- legally- So you, yeah, actually, you brought up cease and desist and we haven't uh, talked about that. Yeah. So what is up with the cease and desist? Who are they all going towards Taylor? Who Who's sending all the cease and desist? So Taylor's sister- said that Taylor received a cease and desist and that's why she's not talking about it anymore. They didn't say who it was from. Uh, rumors are that it's Miranda and her husband, Chase. But The ones that said they had nothing to do, but they were acting shady in the video that yes. you told us about earlier. Yep. And they asked uh, Taylor to go on her live and clear their names. So. Has anybody said, yeah, I totally was there. It was awesome. No. Like, I loved it. Oh, nobody's nobody's actually... Everyone's denying it, which I has think the, is Has there been any mom talk videos since of like more dancing? Like, has there been any kind yes, of fun? People are dancing no. and like, okay, writing, good. The writing, dancing's like, still around. Oh my God. Like, if you're caught cheating, that's your problem. Like, people are like dancing, like throwing shade at each other. 
they're like i wasn't a part of this dancing like <laughs> i love i mean this is just truly incredible so i had read something else that happened today about that in terms of the season desist is that taylor said she found out she was doing nothing wrong, even though she got the cease and desist. Did you read this today? No, I didn't read no, so this. This is, uh, yeah. This, I mean, so Taylor was saying, but I'm cho- like that she was choosing not to say anything more about it, but she was not doing anything illegal because this was her experience. Yeah. She's allowed to talk about whatever she wants to talk about. Like, Mm. and she never mentioned anyone's name which i love that for her that was so smart of her she only told her story yeah so i like so i'm looking at newsweek newsweek has a headline tiktok star taylor frankie paul's mormon swinging scandal explained like i love that this is making mainstream news uh yeah they were using uh intimate with each other as a quote uh, Taylor Holder reportedly sends cease and desist to influencer friends over allegations. Is that somebody that yeah. about Taylor? Okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming she responded to those allegations in that article um, about the cease and desist and is probably just clearing her bases. I have a feeling uh, she's going to do a podcast and break it all down again. Or something yeah, like she'll, she'll announce a, a podcast of some sort. Um, and, and we still, like you said, the, the husband is gone, but do we have any information? The husband's made no public statements, made no. nothing, has been quiet. He seems like he doesn't really like social media. He like has only a few videos on his page. Isn't very like, like it's obvious that she was the one that always led the social media in the household. He doesn't. Taylor Taylor was like, you're lame at the soft swinging hook meetups. Like you're not even fun. Yeah. Uh, joining what, what's but going are on? you see i think now i'm starting to get it a little more now i'm more curious about these diesel like who whose idea was it at first were they just randomly in a cabin and somebody brought it up like who like, like who these are the details it? yeah like these are the details that i want to know and i want to know more about taylor's but see this is what we do as a society because i was like oh i want to know more about taylor's past but that we don't you know like we don't want to create some kind of thing of like she's a problem she's the problem lady in all of this you know well, and it seems like they didn't have any marital like with cheating before this like this seems like it was just like a one off instance where people didn't respect boundaries and i'm sure it's because they had alcohol in the conversation people were way past their limits drunk thoughts are sober actions. So I do think she wanted to do it, but I think it was because they've been doing so many things. They were in a cabin. There weren't any like strict boundaries. Like they were like, Oh, just don't go in another room. But also like, I feel like you would, you would be like, yo, there's Taylor walking away from her husband with a dude. Like nobody's like, I mean, everybody's that intentionally making out that they're like not noticing them. All of a sudden they're like, yo, where's Taylor? And then where'd they go? Like, like, I don't know. I think we're missing some facts. And that's what I think because of old news cycles, I kind of can tell when a story is going to pop up again. Like, I don't know if you know, if you ever followed along with the James Charles situation and how many times the makeup uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, did he get a BBL or is that just alleged? Alleged. Alleged. People have seen like old pictures and new pictures, kind of like how they like look at Chloe's pictures and they're like, Oh, she definitely got this done to her body. Somewhere. But he was the one that had multiple instances of allegedly reaching out to younger fans and yep. kind of being a weird sending them pictures of him. Yeah. Them sending it back because they were under 15. There was but like- isn't that interesting though? Like I don't get like in in like how like 
he seems like he keeps going. Like, I, I mean, I, it's like, I just watched a video with him or like a reaction video where somebody stitched like a reaction to his video. I'm like, wow. So like all this kind of stuff came out and it doesn't seem like it stops anybody. I don't think he's in like the main eye anymore. I think he's very much lost a lot of his popularity. People don't like him. Like if you, he has me blocked. So I don't see any. Well, that's he cool. You got, you made, you, you got blocked. <laughs> I made by it that far. Wow. I've got who do people really that. care about right now? Who do people really, I, I noticed from my, even like, it seems like the polls are still huge. Oh. Like the, they're like podcasting and all that. I mean, I, I don't know if it's cause I podcast, I get all the, I get that and I get the day, the BFF, the Dave Portnoy stuff, that oh, podcast. Sorry. Yeah. I mean like, but no, I, I don't like any of them, but like, what is the, who's big, who are the ones that are like insanely popular right now? Travis Barker. And I think it's because of the marriage that them two, Courtney, are huge right Wait, now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, they're uh, huge in a positive way. They're huge. I think so. They're, they've gotten a lot of positive reactions to the wedding. A lot of people were very, like, obsessed. Some people from are- From your age range. From my age range. Very- Diana, let me tell you, from my age range, not getting a lot of love. Like, not, it's, it's weirder for us, I think. Uh, I think it's very weird that her style is like people are analyzing them too. So I get a lot of those <laughs> yeah. videos. Yeah. People are analyzing how her style has switched with him. Um, her wedding dress was very like different from a normal wedding dress. Um, yeah, he, but his tattoo on his head was on, was on her veil. It, yeah. Um, people were very proud of like him overcoming his like flight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was cool. I thought, I that, thought was that was really cool. cool yeah. Uh, but people are also kind of analyzing how the kids are reacting and like, don't love how the kids are reacting. Do you ever think this was a thought I, I have every day, just in terms of my own life? Like I will obsess and care about this stuff so much, but my actual personal life, I will do little to no work on. Like I will be like, I've said I'm going to clean my actual room now for like a month, I think. And then something will happen where I'm just like, nah, you know what? They, the Barkers need me. I need to pay attention to this. Yeah, I'm the same way. And that's probably why I know so much about the internet. Like people are like, oh, what did Shane Dawson do? What did Jeffree Star do? And I know the whole story in my head. Like, yeah, you have a video. Jeffree Star is selling yak meat now uh, off his farm. He's a farmer, right? And he's selling yak meat. Why, like, the marketing behind that, too, is so... I think I talked about that because the marketing fascinated me. A year ago, he was showing how much love he had for these animals, and now he is selling their meat. But is that... Isn't that a... I just sometimes feel like, in your opinion, and I, I'm not that familiar with YouTube yet, and I'm scared to really... But it, it almost seems like, don't you think they plan these things out just for us to be outraged by? Like, it's like, just to get those clicks and to get us talking? I think they hope that people have the mind fit like the mind of a goldfish and will forget about certain things because he moved to a farm in Wyoming. The Kanye and yeah, remember the Kanye were- rumor that they were allegedly hooking up? <laughs> they were doing things. <laughs> Which, by the way, Jeffrey seemed ecstatic that about that bro. rumor. He was and like, then yes. shortly after that, he was talking. He was what? Oh, he loved it. Yeah. He loved it. Sorry, it cut out a little. Like, I got oh, okay. To- I was like, I was like, oh, does Jeffrey here? I was like, Jeffrey pops up. Hey guys. Hi guys. <laughs> Anybody Scary. want free yak meat? Um, yeah, it's like that's what I'm saying. Is there seems to be this culture of celebrity 
it's like celebrity on steroids. Like, you know, when we had celebrities with like movie stars and musicians, it was always this thing that they at least could escape into these parts or this music. But now we have celebrities just for the sake of being celebrities, which I think was very much introduced by the Kardashians. And, and that led to influencer culture. But now it's celebrities that are just doing outlandish things, I feel, to stay celebrities. And they don't I really have they, a backing talent. They repl- the replace. Recently, I've been thinking about this more. They kind of replaced nepotism babies. Um, there are still a lot of nepotism babies, but there isn't that like level where people like Paris Hilton's of the world. People were obsessed with Paris Hilton with Britney. Britney was more of a celeb, but like obsessed in following their life. The Kourtney Kardashian, like that level. And I think that these influencers are the new that the, uh, there's a level. There's also a level of influencers like Charlie D'Amelio, who has have reached celeb status from this. And you don't really see their personality on social media, you just kind of see like their dancing abilities and like them j- joking around, but it's not really their personality. I think there's this like subset where they're trying- and Where's Addison Ray fall into this now? I think she's a celeb too. I personally- Yeah, because she switched to like then movies, she's doing music. Yeah. So she kind of went past where she initially started from. Yeah, I think she's a lot like Charlie. I know a lot of people don't like that comparison, but I do think that they're very similar. Um, Addison's like 20. 20- she's younger than me i think she's 20 i don't think she's even 21 loser (laughs) it'll it'll be well but then it's just like even that culture i don't know if you saw the drake instagram yesterday where drake photoshopped addison ray's hand with the nails onto his head which is just creepy because drake has a pattern of going after young girls and i was like i was like is this a flirty thing towards addison like what is this like drake is wild he is kind of gross. The Millie Bobby Brown situation. Yes, guys, he was DMing off. Millie Bobby Brown before, I mean, you know, like way before she turned 18. And like, that was- He was like 12. She 12 was saying she was friends with Drake. And it's like weird. It's like, that. don't publicize that stuff, you know? Well, she was so excited because she's like, a celeb is like talking to her. And the way she was talking about it, it was obvious that Millie Bobby Brown's parents should have stepped in too. But they're a whole nother thing. Um, But she was so excited. She was- Someone was texting her. I know. we Because that's what I'm saying. If you have a person of influence and that kind of celebrity and they make songs that you know, how would you be anything but excited? Like, it I, is the, def, the the weird power vacuum. Like, it is such a diff, di, the differentiation between those two is insane. It just, the power dynamic is completely off, which we see repeated again and again. And even today with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff and anything, you have a op- open invitation to come back anytime. You have a podcast yourself with your friend too. What is your podcast? Yes. It's called Internet Girls Podcast, Internet Girls Pod on Instagram. Um, we talk about like what's going on in that week. So we break it down. Um, I do it with my co-host, Kaikumi. Guys, if you go listen to that, you still have to listen to this podcast. You can't just switch over to her yeah, entirely. No, go follow you- her TikTok too, which I mean, like this is just embarrassing the amount of followers you have. Like it is to me, it's just wild. You have a 763,000 followers. You have over 40... 40- Oh, so you have a 41.2 million likes. Like literally I've been on a couple months and I got like 28,000 likes and I'm like, look, who's the big celebrity over here? This guy, okay, that, look at this. Really impressive. That's <laughs> look at the, wait. If you guys could see the pity on her face, you're like, old oh, man, that's very impressive, sir. That is very impressive. Um, but you guys got to go. We're going to put all her information there. Also the Instagram to go follow her as well. Uh, go check out that podcast. I know I'm going to, but thank you. I thought this was going to be a quick 20 minutes, but you, it was just fascinating to talk to you. And it was such a joy. And I think God, the audience is an hour. really, I, yeah, I, it just kind of goes, you know? So um, thank you for spending all this time with us today to walk us through this. And uh, like I said, 
Yeah. Anytime you want to come back or anything you have to promote, let me know. Um, but uh, thanks so much. Ann. Thank you. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so our friends at Splendid Spoon. Now, this is something I've talked about multiple times on this show, and I really, really love it. And it's one of those things that I actually probably will be forced to get because it's awesome, it's easy, and it makes you feel good. The week that I actually was using Splendid Spoon, I felt way better, better digestion, less bloated, glowing skin. Look at me now, folks. I am a troll. I had improved sleep, more energy, I had mental clarity. Folks, last week I slept horrible. I'm thinking, now that I think about it, this is directly because of Splendid Spoon. Uh, Splendid Spoon allowed me to prioritize myself. I feel great when I have Splendid Spoon. There were fewer cravings because all I had to do was take one of the soups or one of the health shots or one of the shakes. It is so easy to just throw that thing in the microwave or the stove, make it, eat it. It's delicious. It's good for you. You feel good, all of that stuff. But we can all use a little help to kickstart healthy habits. And that's where Splendid Spoon comes in. I truly believe this because I get so busy. It was really kind of this uh, unique gift where I did not have to think about it. And I trusted them because I knew it was healthy. I knew the ingredients because they make you go over it all when you approve them to be a sponsor. And I'm like, hell yeah. And it was cool. I could go into my cave. I could work. I could come out, do a health shot, go back into my cave. And it was awesome. So the thing about Splendid Spoon is that these are plant-based meals and snacks, and they're delivered right to your door. Um, Now, I have not been a vegetarian up to this point, but I will tell you something. The week that I had Splendid Spoon, I was not thinking about meat. It is not something that even occurs to you because these are delicious meals. These are hearty meals. I was actually full from them. Uh, It fit into my daily routine, like I said, just kind of amazing. It saved me tons of time because sometimes I just won't even eat. But if I know something's out there, right there, easy and good for me that I can just throw in, prepare really quickly, or the smoothies, the smoothies taste like flipping dessert. I thought I was like cheating on like something, you know? 
Um, Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave. Um, Every meal plan also is customizable, folks. So I was able to pick what sounded good to me, and you can change that up at any time. So you can get what you want every time. The choice is yours. Like I said before, every single meal is is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, GMO-free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, which means beans, uh, healthy fats, whole grains, spices from all over the world. So you can enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles, or... Take your taste buds on an exotic journey with California Tika Soup. I've actually had the California Tika Soup, and it really is awesome. (laughs) They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based food can come with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. Which, if you listen to the beginning of the show and even at the beginning of this commercial, I need help with all of those. So, Splendid Spoon, please, I need more. Uh, Try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. That's S O B A D for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the Breakfast, Lunch, and Reset Plan or the Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner, and Reset Plan. That's splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off. Remember, those will be in the show notes as well. Uh, you know, if you don't, DM me, email me if you have any problems, but just go visit it. Splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. You guys, uh, please, that would be amazing. Thank you so much because I actually do like this product. Now, oh my God, you guys, uh, oh, I had to do a Splendid Spoon commercial on my Instagram. I've told you the Splendid Spoon debacle, how they were like not not pleased, I don't think, with – anyways, I had to do this commercial on my Instagram. You should go check it out. It will be there I guess for the next 18 hours or something. And I was so tired. Just, just imagine me just dripping sweat trying to figure this out by myself. I and I have shaky hands all the time too. I have like this kind of natural shake in my hand. So when I hold up the phone, but I was just I don't know. It it was just a process to to just talk about Splendid Spoon, which hopefully you guys will check out. Use product code so bad. Uh, you guys keeping up with the Kardashians? We had a big episode tonight. It felt like the longest episode of my life. When you're tired, taking notes on the Kardashians, like I said early, earlier, is just one of the hardest things that you'll I, – I pray to God that nobody ever makes you take notes transcribing the Kardashians because sometimes it flies and tonight you're – tonight it was like, how do I have 30 more minutes of this show left? How do I have 30 more minutes of this show? So we're on episode eight, which by the way, I wonder how many episodes they're going to do this season. Um, I have to say though, okay, so the positives, this is a bang up season. If you want big events happening, like next week is Kim sports illustrated cover shoot. Like we had the Balenciaga, we had the SNL. So this show is led by Kim front and center. I guess it always has been, but there is no doubt about it now. And the rest of the sisters get the table scraps and they're pretty good table scraps, but there's no, I mean, 
Kim is literally just stomping on all of it. Like, there's just no, like, I always compare the Kardashians sucking up all of the pop culture air. I always say that every week, right? For every other celebrity out there, Kardashians take it all. But then within that family, Kim takes all of the pop culture air, even within the Kardashian circle. Like, those, uh, like, Courtney's like, can I do a push candle, please? Could I, could I steam my vagina, please? Like, it's, wild it's wild so tonight we finally get the admission of pete davidson i don't know if you've heard of this guy um which is i gotta say like i i was like wait she acted like this was some big secret i was like this is the worst kept secret i've ever heard in in the history of secrets like was there any even any time that we didn't know about pete and kim like, she's like, you got it out of me, you guys. I'm like, we've known the entire time. Like, there's been no, the only thing that's painful to think about even watching tonight is that you realize Kim kind of was the aggressor in this. And I hate to feel sympathy for Kanye because, you know, he's just his own individual. And sometimes I just, it's hard to feel sympathetic for him. But you have to almost feel sympathetic because you realize he was painting this narrative almost, I think, in his own head to survive that Pete was after his woman when, in essence, Kim was after Pete, which is just uh, – we'll get to this point because I have a lot of theories and I just need to talk through some stuff. And my therapist is not going to be around until later this week, so it's just going to be me and you, you guys. Um, so let's go through the episode. It, it truly was wild, but it, it never I, – I, I just keep thinking, though, like – this season, I don't know how many episodes it'll be, but, like, are they going to chill? Like, I would love a season where they just, like, chill. Like, hang around the house, maybe play some board. I wouldn't mind watching them play a board game or something like that. Like, I, you don't, I mean, like, they're really going all out. But then how much more is there left to do? Like, if we're, I mean, think about it just in terms of Kim. We had Balenciaga campaign, Vogue cover, SNL, freeing death row inmates. So, you know, like, all of these wild, huge things. Sports Illustrated, Pete Davidson, blah, breaking up with Kanye. Kanye brings a fire truck. And then, of course, you have, you know, you're going to have the Tristan Chloe uh, cheating thing that, uh, I know it's deja vu, but next week we're going to have that. We have Courtney drinking gallons of Travis Barker's semen to, to, sorry, families, if you're listening together, but it's true. Like, that was last week's episode. The doctor supposedly told Courtney that she had to drink a bunch of Travis's semen, which I still think that was probably Tom DeLong, his band member from Blink-182, just, you know, like, fielding a phone call from Courtney. He's like, yes, this is Dr. DeLong. You're, uh, you're required to drink 16 ounces of Travis's man goo four times a week. Um, it just doesn't, I've never, I've actually... Now, we've seen that doctors have said, no, absolutely not. This does literally nothing for your body. Like, it's a potential source of protein. Sorry if I'm any guys listening that I'm going to make this harder for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I, I, I'm a dummy. And I knew that that's not going to help Courtney at all. It just, it was like, what are we going to do next? Kim actually did an article today in an interview where she said she would eat poop. If it made her look younger, let's make it, let's let her do it. Let's, can somebody convince her that they've got poop? Is this like two girls, one cup all over again? Uh, which kids, do you remember that? I don't even know. Like, have hey guys listening that remember two girls, one cup? Remember that whole thing? Oh God, just hold your kids tight. That was a, what a horrible time in pop culture. Um, I don't even want to talk about that, but um, the Kim, 
you know, she, she says she, and I was like, is she, is, is, is poop code name for Pete? Like, what are we, we're like, Kim's actually doing interviews where she said she'll eat poop to make her look young. It's like, girl, we know, like deep down, we all know that's true of Kim, but don't tell it. Leave, like, can we leave some mystery? Like now all I'm going to think about is just Kim munching on different kinds of poo, trying to find the right one to take the wrinkles away. Like she's, what if next season is just her going country to country? I'm in search of young poo. I'm Kim Kardashian, and I'm here for National Geographic, trying to find poo that makes you young. <laughs> She's making Courtney do the taste test. Courtney, Courtney, taste this one. I don't want to, Cam, please. I'm full. Um, I just don't know what else. Do you, but you guys know kind of generally what I'm, what I'm saying, right? It's like, where else do we go from here? Like, are... I mean, I feel like there's nowhere to go but like Kim going to the moon. Like, no, and I'm not even joking. Like, you'll, I bet she'll do one of those Jeff Bezos moon flight things, which I think Pete Davidson was signed up for at a, at a time. But like, what else is there? I know we're going to eventually have her run for some kind of office in California. I've said that for years now, and I hold true to that uh, more now than ever. She really fancies herself. I mean, I would not doubt. If she does not have aspirations for the presidency at some point, I know you guys are laughing at me, but like, don't, don't look at it. Look at the trajectory. Look at what Chris has fed them that you guys can do anything. And in a sense, they have. So it's not all fun and games. Like we literally, I believe we'll have Kim Kardashian in a very high office in government at some point. I just do. I just do. And I think you guys know deep down if you search yourselves, that you know it's true. So this is called uh, The Kardashians, Episode 8. And the title of this one is Never Go Against the Family, which is, you know, it's very Godfather, Never Go Against. It's very Teresa Giudici, it's, which, by the way, Real Housewives of Dubai uh, aired tonight. I talked about it yesterday, but did you guys like it? It was really good, right? It was good. Uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Um. So this is never go against the family. And I was kind of hoping it would be something exciting where we see Chris Jenner, like knock somebody off, like whack somebody, um, which, you know, you know, you know, Chris is either assassinating people herself, allegedly, or hiring the best there is. What if I just what if you just heard like a bullet right now? And then I just like it's just silence. That's actually scary. And I'm going to not talk about Chris Jenner as much now that I say that out loud. Uh, I love Chris. I think she's very hot, very attractive woman, very smart, uh, all of the good things. Um, okay, so anywho, season one, episode eight. Oh, the other thing I was saying, like, so Pete and Kim went to London this week, and we saw the paparazzi photos of her smiling like a goofy, like, oh, it's so funny. Pete's so funny, which, listen, I still to this day, like, Pete seems like a great guy, obviously has a big dong, obviously, like we, you know, huge dong, but I don't want to just say it's the huge dong, obviously, really uh, easy to get along with, everybody says, I don't personally think he's the funniest dude out there, but he's funny, uh, and that says a lot. And but it's right place, right place, right time, because she's coming off of Kanye, and you know I talk like I said just a second ago about them sucking all the air out of the room. Kanye used to suck all the air out of the room. Now Kim gets to suck out all the air of the room. She gets to actually be or figure out who she is, and it's got to be wild. To actually be able to get a word in. And Pete probably does. Pete probably goes, hey, what do you think? And just pauses. 
where in the old days Kanye would be like, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what I think, Kim. <laughs> he would just go on an hour-long monologue. Like Kim probably never talked in that relationship. And now Kim gets to hear the sound of her own voice. And it's probably really attractive. But the funny thing is, that's probably not just um, – that's not just Pete. That would have been anybody. Think about it. Any dude after Kanye – I mean, shit, it could have been G-Flip, Chris uh, you know, new new love. Like, it, it could have been I, – I truly think Pete is special in a sense, but it could have been a lot of different options. And I will always wonder about the sliding door moment of who else Kim could have been with if she had not done SNL. But it seemed like Kim I, – I, we got to get to the scene. Kim, there is a scene where Kim – like, it seems fairly plotted that Kim chose Pete. And I found that very interesting, very creepy, but still very Kim and very Kardashian-like. And I don't know. So, okay. So anyways, they went to London this week and they're all smiling. And I just, I kept thinking of, you know, us like aspiring to be these people or to be this wealthy or to like, dude, I got to tell you, man, I think I'm just at an age where if you saw, if I, you know, God forbid I be Pete, you would just see me just like stumbling through every photo because I would be exhausted. They're traveling every fucking day. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, when do I get to go watch TV again? Like, it does not seem fun. It did not seem fun to go like Kim went to Italy, came back, went to Italy again, came back, then went to London. Like, that was all within a week. That can't, I, I, me, you know, they like, there's like more UFO uh, sightings lately. Do you ever think the Kardashians might be aliens? Like, do you ever like, I mean, I hate to start that rumor. It's probably already been started, but I don't know. It's something I think about because how else can you, can you just, how can your body put up with that much traveling and that much makeup and that much semen on your body if you're Courtney? Um, so the description of this that they put on the little description on Hulu says, um, uh, Chloe coaches Chris through her masterclass taping while Kim finally opens up about her love life. Courtney pushes her business to the next level. Now, Courtney's business, of course, is called Poosh. Uh, I always make fun of Poosh because uh, it's uh, – I felt like it was like a business that Chris told Courtney that she had. Like, you know, Courtney, you have a business called Poosh that's very successful. And she's like – Oh, yeah, I've got a business named Poosh. I'm going to take notes in my business notebook. Yeah, I'm business lady. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go sleep. Like you just had the sense that she was told she has a successful business because I've never I, – I mean, listen, I'm not hanging around a lot of young girls. So this it could be the number one brand of all time. I just usually have a feeling I, – I feel the vibes for these things and it just doesn't feel like Poosh is really anything except for something that's talked about on the show. It's like Courtney gets to have something. Like let's make Courtney feel good about you know having like Poosh. It's Poosh. And Gwyneth Paltrow is in this episode. So who knows? Like at this point, they have so much money that I feel like they can make any of these brands successful. Like they like at like we all make fun of Poosh now, but like Chris will throw enough money behind this and get enough celebrity connections that Poosh one day could be successful. It just will not be for any decision that's Courtney's made. You know, like it's one of those things that Courtney probably like. All right, guys, I want to have a big meeting. You're going to do this, this, and this. Okay, good meeting. And then she leaves, and Chris is like, you're not going to do any of that. I'll tell you what you're going to do. Like, it's like they all treat Courtney like she's like a genius, but in a sense, she's done zero. 
Uh, I don't mean to be negative. Courtney seems very happy with Travis. I'm really happy for her. So Hulu presents previously on the Kardashians. And we have Chris hanging out with Kylie. And Kylie like, I want to do normal things with you, mom. Like go through a car wash and shop at a grocery store. And Chris going, the most important thing is spending time with family. But when Chris says it, it always feels like a threat. Um, she's talking to Kendall last episode of like, okay, so it's settled. You're going to have a baby. And then we see Court and Travis. They're doing that no sex, no caffeine to get better quality eggs and then we have kim going kanye is coming out with a new rap song which means he's talking of shit about me i can't con- i can control how i react i can't control how he treats me or how he's always treated you guys which i thought was kind of a sly underhanded move by kim of not talking shit but what i will say is i'll put this sentence out there so the audience knows that kanye treated my family like shit which is almost like talking shit about somebody do you see what i'm saying and um <laughs> then so the song immediately is like hot damn i'm rolling i'm fine i better get back in line it you know this just this cheesy music that somebody writes it seems like in 30 seconds we're at chris's new fancy house kim chloe and courtney are all down in the living room on the on their phones and they shout out mom and she comes down and she's like "Ooh, looking cute and court goes I've never felt better in my whole life than when I do now without caffeine. And Chris says, I don't think I could even live without caffeine. And Court says, but you would figure it out. You would just figure it out if you didn't have it. Which, by the way, Courtney, just like I said, I don't think Courtney does a lot. So it's like the only thing that Courtney's had to, had to figure out. Like her dealing with not having caffeine is like somebody going to work for a day. Like, you know, you work 8.5 hours a day, uh, maybe even, you know, overtime, and you do all this work. And Courtney's work is, I've got to do without caffeine today. It's a bit, it's a busy day for me as well. Um, so uh, Chris goes, did you lose weight, Court? And she goes, I did, five pounds, but that wasn't the goal. You know, when people are super healthy, it's like, they, secretly, they always want to lose the weight, but they're always like, that's not the goal, though. I did it to be healthy. Um, so she's like, I did it to remove all the toxins and drink eight gallons of Barker jizz. And Kim is just staring. Like, you can just tell her thought is like, I'm so much more interesting than her. And then Courtney goes, I did the Yoni steam. I did it. And Chloe goes, I don't want to steam my vagina. I don't want to go through that. And Courtney's like, no, you don't understand steaming your vagina. It was like, and then you put roses and stuff like it's very luxurious. Now, ladies, I personally don't shove anything into my urethra anymore. Um, <laughs> but like, I, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to assume I know a woman's body because that would just be a damn lie. I feel like I know less and less about a woman's body the older I get. Um, but is it, is it, do you guys just, I know like there's like, but do you jam, like, are you jamming fruits and vegetables? Like, I mean, what, what are we, we're, we're putting a secret garden in there. What is Harry Hamlin planting? Why are we putting roses? It's just, what, what what's, what's like, I always love when people throw this shit out there and I'm like, but walk me through it, Courtney. Why are we putting the roses in the vagina? Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, is it prom down there? What is, is there a boutonniere? Like, I seriously want to know because you just throw these things out and I just feel like I'm going crazy because it's like, can, please, can somebody please, can there be a little box that pops up? Like, for more information about putting roses in your vagina, click this link. Um, <laughs> Ryan, why did we get a bill for $100 for watching Rose Vagina videos? Um, 
the producer in a talking head asks Chloe, have you ever steamed your vagina? And Chloe goes, I want my vagina tighter, not steamed, which was like a very telling line. I was just like, it's just Chloe just <laughs> Chloe just busted that. Like, I mean, I mean, no, no offense. Like, I mean, like, you know, but just like she just made it seem like there's like, no, I'm working on getting it tight. Like, I was just like, wow. Courtney says <laughs> we're having fun here. Courtney says. It feels really good for me to do this kind of work, this kind of process, you know, and we're going to, you know, we're going to make love and we're going to make a baby now and we want to do it and we want to try naturally without all of this stuff in our systems and we're going to take a break from IVF. So now Travis gets to raw dog Courtney without like hormones and doctors and looking for follicles. They're doing it the old fashioned way where you have sex with somebody and then you cry. <laughs> Kim Kim goes, Courtney, whatever journey you're on, we support you. And literally there'll be a lot of grandkids, which I don't know what she meant. Like, I didn't know if she was like, regardless, we already have an army and Court goes, Hey, who else wants to do this cleanse with me? And Chris goes, I'll try it. And court goes, your life will be changed. <laughs> And Chris goes, I'm not sure about the vagina steaming, but, and I was like, yeah, that's Corey's job. Corey's like, I'll steam your vagina, Chris, please. Can I go to Italy, please? Oh, did you see that Corey and Chris were spotted at Nobu in Malibu? Which, by the way, if you ever want to, if you ever come to LA and want to see a Kardashian, go to Nobu in Malibu. They're always there. Always there. In fact, my uh, my roommate, uh, she went to Nobu in Malibu over the pandemic, and Scott and Kylie and Kendall were all there. And she didn't even recognize Kendall. Um, but they were all, and I'm just like, they just seem like, it's like, it's like me. It's like where it's like me going to a Chipotle. Like that's like their Nobu Malibu is just like yeah, just dropped in a Nobu Malibu and sounded like dropped a couple grand. It was like an easy night. Um, but it is funny. Like I'm like wow, Corey is allowed to go out with Chris again. Like we still don't have confirmation. Did he have COVID? Did he get Did he get grounded? Like what What happened with Corey? But he's back on the scene. So I just always like to think about him as Chris's personal vagina steamer. Um, and Kim goes, I love a good vagina steam. And as she leaves, she's like, Kim, like I said, Kim really is on her SNL thing where she thinks she's uber funny. So Kim now, if you notice, will pop in or out of a room and try to like land a solid joke. You know, you can tell she's hanging out with Pete or something where like Pete would be like, you know, hey, hey, you got to love a good dick steam. <laughs> and all those boys would be like, Pete, oh, my God. And I feel like Kim is trying to, like, do mic drop things. But they're not they're not suit. Like, you wouldn't notice it. But I have a trained eye and ear for this stuff, you guys. Uh, we cut to a Lamborghini uh, with Scott in it. Which also I gotta say, do you notice how Scott is starting to dress like me? And I, I that's not good. Like that's sad. And I get really, I'm like, oh no, man. Like you, no, you were never meant. Like I, it's no. I want you. You need to be better than me. I want you to go back to three piece suits. So Scott's over at Chloe's. He pounds on Chloe's door and he's like, ah, this is the. Ah. This is the most beautiful door I have ever seen, Clojo. We see Chloe's house in pictures. It's her new house. Remember, she just moved in last episode. Her gym is rad, you guys. Like, that whole house. And Scott's like, wow, this house is beautiful. Wow. And uh, he's like, wow, and you're so close to your mom. Because remember, Chris lives within, like, walking distance. I mean, not even walking. Like, you can, like, it, it seems like it's 
like a hop, skip and a jump. Like it's like, like 200 steps to Chris's house. And, uh, he's like, wow, you're so close. And then Scott starts doing a Scott thing. He's like, yeah, I guess to stay in the family, you have to buy a house in this area. I mean, even Kanye, Kanye bought a house across the street. If I ever want to see court again, I got, I guess got to buy a house down the road. And, uh, so Scott let did his first boo, you know, woohoo, you guys don't hang out with me, his little undercutting jab. He goes, no, nah, but really, it looks really cool, Chloe. And Chloe is trying to show him everything. She goes, oh, check this out, and shows the food closet. And I got, once again, I got to, like, this food closet, you guys, is bigger than anywhere I've ever lived or will ever live. It's much bigger than all of the cars I've ever had in my life. Like, it's just, and this is the food closet and it's immaculate. Like I was, I just kept thinking, like, I wonder how long it would take me to mess that up. And I would, I like a weekend. I think I could really do some damage. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'll leave all the lids off. Cause you, you know, you, I, I now just see things and go, how can I make a mess of that? Um, court says, uh, Chloe goes to Scott. He goes, you know, Scott, I live, I live to eat, not eat to live. I don't diet. I just work out really hard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and Scott's looking at every, he's like, wow, this is such a cool dining table. I have to take this all in because I'm not sure if the next family meal, I'll even be invited. So, and Chloe's like, ah, oh, shut up. In a talking head, Chloe goes, I love being around Scott. We get along so well. He's one of my best friends, but can't we get back to being normal? And she tells him, okay, I'm going to mom's office tomorrow. If you, if you want to hang out to, uh, you know, if you want to hang out and in a talking head, Chloe lets us know that uh, Chris asked her to help with her master class she's doing, and she's excited to help Chris navigate her through this process. And why not have Scott come? Because he's funny. He'll ask he'll ask her outlandish questions, which I I have to say, and I've always said this about Scott. Scott is one of the best utility players in reality TV. I believe that's why he's still on this show, is because you can put Scott in a scene with anybody, and he produces. He makes something happen. Like even just his regular, just he's like the Kardashians aren't funny. Like I just said about Kim, not a funny lady. She's learned to, you know, she's learned what a joke is. I don't know if she personally finds things funny, but she's learned what it is. She's learning more about rhythm. She'll never be able to fully replicate it. It's like teaching a robot how to do jazz. And, but, but Scott, it comes natural. Scott like has little, little quips. He has a sense of humor in a sense. He's also a gigantic baby, but he, he knows kind of a rhythm of things. So it comes very natural to him. And I think that's of great use to the Kardashians. You can put Scott in a scene with MJ and he, the Malikas even, and he'll, it, it'll be a decent scene. I mean, it'll still be lame, but it'll be a decent scene for a Kardashian show. Um, and, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think Scott will always be there, hopefully. And Scott says, uh, wow, you're going to see your mom. You haven't probably seen her in years, which is kind of a lame joke. I think about living next door. And Chloe's like, yeah, I see her every day. And Scott says, yeah, I mean, Chris will always answer the phone, you know. But I mean, she'll answer and say, I'm busy. I can't talk. And Chloe says, yeah, she always says, I'm filming, can't talk. And Chloe will be like, but then I'll say, well, the reality show people are with me. So, and Scott goes, yeah reality shows i mean 
on a reality show, your conversation can be filmed. Why do you got to let me go? Come on. And Scott's like, she'll always be, I'm filming right now. And I'll be like, <laughs> you can talk. It's a reality show. It's supposed to be real life. He's really just keeps going with this to the point where I was like, okay, this isn't, this is Kim Kardashian remnant. This isn't funny, Scott, please. It felt like he was reaching a little bit. Also, have you noticed anything weird with Scott's eyes? They always seem like kind of red and watery. I don't know what that means. He might just be tired, but it just... I don't know if he's crying all the time. It's just weird. He just looks like he's always been up for a long time. I, I don't know. So we cut to a song that's like, I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you. And we have an early sister workout with Chloe and Kim. And they are getting at it. Chloe is always wearing a black beanie when she works out. And it kind of leads me to believe that she might have a huge bald spot. I don't know. Who knows? Their trainer is this guy, Joe Barama. And I, I think he's been with them for a long time. And Kim asked Chloe, have you talked to Scott lately? And Chloe's like, he's being such a baby about Court and Travis. And Chloe says, I think we baby most of the people in our lives. And Kim goes, do you think we baby the men in our lives? And this is why? And I'm like, Kim, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was like, this has to be a planned scene because this is one of the most obvious things that we've all like, I could tell my parents, like, just like, they don't even watch this show. And they're like, oh, yeah, they treat all the men in their lives like babies. Like, you, you know, everybody just knows this. And I love it's like this big revelation. So I just I, my note was like, Jesus, is, am I watching this? And Chloe's like, are you being sarcastic, Kim? Uh, Kim? And she's like, no, I just I'm having an epiphany. Like, how can you be smart and so dumb at the same time? Like, this shit, like, like you have access to the best therapist. You've dealt with Kanye. How the fuck did you just come out with this epiphany at 6 in the morning in Chloe's gym? And Chloe goes, we hand feed everyone. We cuddle them. We put them in a blanket. We hand feed them. And Kim, in a talking head, says, moving forward, whatever relationship I'm in, I just won't allow that energy. I will say, you know, Kim's willpower is strong. You know, she's like, no, I'm done. Like, I feel like she just gets to that point. She's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. And Kim's like, and everyone that enters my life should be the biggest asset, which is always great when you talk about love in terms of assets, which kind of in a sense is Kim's major love assets, uh, which I just always laugh though. I'm like, Pete's the asset. <laughs> Pete is the asset. Like, Pete is probably not even used to being considered this amazing. You know, he's been with some of the best women and everybody says he's great, but I'm sure Pete's even like, uh, me? Wait, what? You think I'm, wait, you think I'm awesome? Wait, what? Yeah, I got a big dick. Wait, more than the big dick? Huh, okay. Uh, are you sure? Wait, Pete Davidson? Me? You sure? <laughs> Chloe says, yeah, like men want to be nurtured. And then when we do, they're like, you know, they don't get out of the fetal position. And then they're like, oh, court's engaged. And it's been seven years. Like she slams Scott in this, but it's like dead on right. It is like Scott has been bitching about court for like seven years. And he's just like, how can you say you're not over something, but then continue to date 22 year olds? Like, if you really ever wanted to give this a shot, you would have cleaned up like Courtney ass and you would stop dating 22 year olds. You would find, get in touch with the old Scott, read a book. 
You know, there's so many good TV shows on. You could have watched so many shows. I'll show you how to do this, Scott. Just be extremely lazy. I don't know. Uh, Kim says, uh, we need a new start where we don't baby people. I'm like, okay. We cut to a song that says, I ain't feel this good in a minute. And we see the Hollywood sign. And Courtney is getting out of like this weird yellow colorist G-Wagon. And she's at Gwyneth's Goop offices. And Court goes, this is so nice. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, Gwyneth comes out. She's like, hi, uh, may I ask who you are? No, no. Gwyneth's like, hi. And Courtney's like, I was just down the street doing blah, blah, blah. She's talking about these those weird things. Arsariah. You know, the Ayurveda crap. Sorry if that's your thing. I just... It's hard for me to pronounce those words. So she was down the street doing that. And Gwyneth is like, oh, that's amazing. Like Gwyneth obviously does all that stuff too. And Kurt's like, yeah, I just completed something with Travis. It was like 12 days, no sex. And Gwyneth says, oh, weird. When I did it, she didn't say anything about the, the sex part. And Courtney's like, oh, that's weird. Which I kind of now think that they probably just did that as a favor to America because we were all so creeped out about them fingering each other's buttholes every day. And the doctor was just like, you know what? We abstain from caffeine, um, gluten, and sex. So no for this 12 days. Because <laughs> when it's like, yeah, she's never said anything like that to me. In a talking head, this is this cracked me up. <laughs> Courtney goes... Gwyneth has a similar healthy lifestyle, and we're both in the wellness space. So I'm thinking about doing this collaboration between Goosh and Poo- Goop and Poosh, which is Gwyneth's health and wellness company. Like, girl, we know Gwyneth's health and wellness company. They're an actual company, and like them or not, they, you know they're they're very active, and we all know Goop. Poosh, on the other hand is kind of like when I used to play with my invisible friend Daniel when I was younger. It's like an invisible friend company. It's like, oh, my company, my company Poosh. Which, by the way, I made that meme. If if you put goo, if you put Poosh and Goop together, what do you get? That's right, poop, Um, which then Kim would eat to look younger. But I just love the thought of, like, we're in the same space. We're, like, pretty much the same. I'm like, girl, you're not. Like, also... Like, no offense, like, you know, Courtney's obviously done better than ever, all of us, but not in the, like, she's, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be like, it's different, you know? It's different. I love when Gwyneth, like, encounters another pop culture person these days, because you can always tell it's kind of done with a, uh, hi, how are you? Like, you know, it's like a wariness. Like, she's really nice, and she's super inviting, but there's also a, oh, nice, good for you, you know? Um... And uh, Gwyneth asks, Courtney, do you have a destination in mind for all the work you're doing on your body? And she's like, we want to have a baby. And Gwyneth's like, how's that been? And she goes, it makes me mentally not well, you know, but then I cleared all of this stuff out of my body. And I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be. In a talking head, Courtney goes, I'm focused this year on growing the business. So this step is a step in the right direction. Um, Gwyneth asks Courtney, how long have you guys been together? And she's like, a year and like four months. And Gwyneth's like, nice. 
And she goes, you're ready to have a baby? And uh, she's like, yeah. And then she's like, do you live together? And Courtney's like, no. And then Gwyneth hits you with a Gwyneth where she's like, yeah, my husband and I didn't live together when we got married. We had been married for a year before we moved in together. And I'm like, are you sure that's even your husband that you live with? Like, I mean, how do we – like, I love – that's another cool thing about being rich. You get to say things like vibes all the time um, and you get to do things like not live with your spouse and it's just normal. It's you, rich people are on a whole different ball game than we are. Do you, it's just like a whole different ball game. Like you don't have to live with your spouse. Like we, you guys, we're, we're hooked into this way of thinking. We don't think like rich artists. We got to think like rich artists. You do not have to do anything. And Courtney's like, really? You didn't? Was there a reason? And when it's like, well, it was just for the kids, you know, because it's hard to step parent and blending families. And then when it's like that second marriage, it's just beautiful. And I love how she, you know, it's just so funny. Like that old second marriage, like everybody has a second marriage, which listen, I'm divorced. <laughs> like I would be in the, like, I'm like that second, like I could eventually say this one day. Um, uh, but I just like it's just so funny, like that second marriage is just heaven. I'm like, do they did you say that on your first marriage? I mean, not the first marriage is beautiful, but did you ever look at your, you know, Chris Martin from Coldplay and go, This is the first marriage, but uh man, uh, both of our second marriages are gonna be awesome. <laughs> so Courtney goes, This is my first marriage. And when it's like, yeah, but you basically been married, referring to Scott. In a talking head, Courtney goes, I find her very inspiring. She has purpose and positivity with all she's doing. And when it's like, if we do a candle collaboration, it would be such a cool opportunity for two females in the wellness space to come together and rebuke the idea that there's not enough space for two women in this space. And uh, I was like, man, this is like, it's almost like charity from Gwyneth. It is like, she's such a big person. And I'm like, like, did Chris make a call of like, my one of my daughters, she's the slower one, is going to come in, and I would love, I would love. There, I'll donate to your favorite charity if you would consider doing a uh, a makeup line. And Gwen is like, no, no, no. What about a candle? Could we do a candle? Could we, Gwen, Gwen? Could we do a candle? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Uh, but it's really nice. It's very sweet, actually, and I totally love that. Like, I love that. Like, if this was Bethany Frankel, Bethany would be like, I'll destroy you, Gwyneth. And Gwyneth would laugh, but I love this because, you know, Gwyneth seems very secure in who she is. And like Goop is like a really huge, it will be a billion dollar brand one day. Um, So Court seems relieved. She's like, I love this. This is great. Work is so easy. <laughs> this, I'm working hard today and it's fun. And Gwyneth's like, okay, well, I'm excited to hear what smells and what scents you like. And I'm like, let's not have it smell like Travis's mangoo. And she's like, I love the way Travis smells. I'm like, I'm out. Um, so they're going to meet again. And uh, we cut to the marina, water, boat, sand. And then all of a sudden we're at Chris's house. I don't know how that jump happened. We see a Rolls Royce pull up. Kim gets out. She's up in there with uh, Chris. And we, we're in Chris's mega kitchen. And we see a fridge that is, uh, you can see it's a clear fridge. So you can see inside. And it's all just greens. 
It's green vegetables. It's leafy lettuce. It's watermelons. And Kim's like, this fridge makes me so happy. It's real rich people shit. It's very like, how do you even like, I want a fridge of all greens. And then I just kept thinking, I was like, that's enough. like, I want to go in there and mess up Chloe's food closet. And I want to leave like one, like half drinking, like diet Coke bottle in, in the green fridge. So Chris get like, what the, who the fuck did that? Like, just like little things where she starts losing her mind of like, who put the Diet Coke in there? Like, or like, like a Skittles wrapper, you know, just like little things, like very different colors than green and just get it in there to confuse her. she be like, did that, did, who did this? Did Corey, Corey, you didn't leave a half drank Diet Coke in my clear fridge meant for the green vegetables. Like, I certainly didn't. No, I certainly didn't. Um, do (laughs) Corey, you better not be lying to me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Corey. If you're lying, you don't get to go on the Italy trip this year. You don't. No, no, please. Chris, let me have your butt. (laughs) Please. Let me have your booty. Dude. I wonder if Corey lays it down in the bedroom. I wonder if it's like hours. I wonder if it's like. 50 shades of gray. Like, and I don't even believe Corey would be the dom. I think Chris would be the dominatrix. Chris has the red room. Chris, you know, Corey's like, don't whip me too hard, please. No. Like there's all like sorts of like all the masks and the chains and all that shit that we talked about in 50 shades of gray. Like Chris is Mr. Gray. And it'll be like, Miss Jenner, we'll see you now, Corey. Um, so, uh, we see grapes. in this Great. like, we see grapes in this fridge. Kim's like, it looks so organized and amazing. And then she opens the freezer and you guys, it's like all like popsicles, like highly organized. And then these little mini haagen but like in like a, like you guys have got to check it out. It's, it's real. it really is something to behold. Like the organization that this takes is just, and I just look at it and I'm like, I just, I've got to, like, I really got to work with like a life coach or somebody to like get the confidence level up. Cause I just look at these things and I go, I could never keep it clean. I could never. Kim says, mom, guess what? I took Mason and, uh, Chris is like, who? And she's like, Mason, Courtney's son. Um, and North was in the backseat. They're in the backseat and I overheard them have a conversation. And Mason said, Hey, can you drop me off at Travis's studio? And Kim was like, of course I can. And in my dumb head, I'm thinking, tra- I was thinking Travis Scott. And I was like, yeah, can maybe we don't drop Mason off uh, Travis Scott's studio? <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, and then I realized Travis Barker, I'm an idiot. And Kim's like, yeah, Mason asked me. It's cool. So he was telling North though. He was saying, yeah, I love Travis's place. They have bikes. And, and I guess his tune has really changed towards Travis since the engagement. And I heard him telling North that getting a stepdad is not so bad. They're not these evil people we see like in the movies. And I was like, no, those are your moms. <laughs> your moms are the evil one. No, but, you know, so, so so basically Mason was telling North that stepdads are not that bad. And it's not like, but also like stepdads were very a big part of 80s and 90s kids movies. It was like a staple of those kind of movies. And I'm glad to hear that obviously they're still a staple. Um so we're to suppose that Mason had this conversation. I hate that I'm like this, but half of me was like, did this conversation really take place? Or is Kim trying to make us feel good about her dating? You know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Kim goes, it's just so nice to hear him say that. And the way he was talking to her gave me the feeling that everything's going to work out and just 
be okay. And Chris says, yeah, he was reassuring North. Kim in a talking head says, after hearing this conversation about getting along with Travis and having someone else around, there is hope. And maybe I'll have someone that can come around the kids one day. And then the producer goes, are you dating Pete, Kim? Why are you so secretive? And Kim goes, honestly, I just feel like I wanted to really make sure and not just be like, oh my God, I met someone and I'm having fun, you know? And then just like straight talking about it on a show. And like, if we weren't together months later, I would be like an idiot, you know? And then she goes, or a whore either. So <laughs> I, you should have seen me. I was like slack jawed. I was like, what? Uh, what? Uh, Beaveth, uh, Beaveth, what uh, did Kim just say? Whore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was bizarre, you guys. Like, she literally says, and once again, like, she treats this like they've gone years with each other now. I'm like, this. Think about the time that they've actually been able to spend together. They're so flipping busy that, like, you you know, I know they're spending more and more time together, but it's like she treats it like we've gotten over the five-year itch. Like, girl, you're in the first six months at this point, and you're dealing with Kanye. You're dealing – like, it's wild. And she's like, yeah, like, it'd be stupid if we weren't together. Like, I, I, I'm just so confused. Like, she – do you know what I'm – like, did you guys get that too? It just felt like I was like – why is she treating this like they've been together forever and now they've gotten over this huge, like they're in it forever. <laughs> like, wait, what are, what is going on? And also that whore comment, like it was just like, I would be like an idiot, you know, or a whore, either one. I'm like, Kim, you're both of those already. No, no, <laughs> like, no, but like, Kim, we're not <laughs> like, I love that. She's like, so prepped to be called a whore. I'm like, I wasn't going to think Kim was a whore after she was with Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I don't know, but maybe that's like the scarring from the Ray J stuff. Who knows? And, um, so, uh, I just, I just, like, are you okay, Kim? Like, what the fuck? And then Kim does that Chris Jenner laugh that she's like started to adapt of like, ha 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 ha. Kim is, uh, in that scene with Chris Dale and she goes, I'm always a step behind Courtney. And Chris is like, you know, yeah you know she's like yeah but it's it's good you're like learning this whole talk is wild and the interesting thing if you look at both of them i can't tell if they're active listening to each other or if it's just the plastic surgery like every time i'm like ooh, chris is like like i couldn't tell what chris was thinking and then i was like that's because it's the plastic surgery is so tight and it looks amazing but like you've got to understand that these are like when you look at them, their reactions are a little off because there is so much amazing work that's been done. So every time I'm like, wow, is Chris all right? And then you're just like, oh, she's she's fine. It's just I think the plastic surgery is not rippling the right way. And Kim goes, OK, well, my kids are going to, you know, hopefully start to feel this way one day. And Chris says, just know that you're their inspiration. And Kim's like, I'm just starting to date. And then we cut to the talking head and a phone rings. And she smiles. She goes, ah. she goes I have a mic on. I'm not entertaining this right now. <laughs> so it's obviously Pete. And uh, Kim's like, no, no, no. Okay, that's it. No. Okay. I got, okay. Bye. Bye, babe. Bye. No. Bye, 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 bye. You hang up first. No, you hang up. It's that, that whole thing. We're back to the Chris scene. And Chris says, it's nice for you to try something new. And I was like, uh-oh. Anal. And... 
I just really like I'm such a 13 year old still. I make at least conservatively like five anal jokes on this podcast a week. Conservatively. Um. So Chris goes, you know, it's nice for you to try something new, but let me give you a piece of advice. And I, like, I already knew the advice before she said it. Like she acts like, like she says this advice every episode now. She's like, the only thing I would advise against is that you start bat. If you, you ever start bad mouthing your ex in front of your kids, it would be the end of the world for them as kids. And I'm like, Chris, do you not think this whole Kardashian experiment has not been the end of the world for these kids? Like, that North, I, I was so sad for North, especially when all that Kanye shit was going down where he was having like a mental break with the birthday party and going live and the whole Julia Fox thing because, you know, when he kept saying North wants us together and I just felt so bad for North because I'm like, you know, the internet exists. You can have all the parental controls in the world and it's still going to get to North. And how do these kids have any shot of growing up? Like they're going to be like Jaden Smith to the hundredth degree, you know, uh, which we got to on Monday, we got to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith's comment on the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing on Red Table Talk. Man, that Jada has, she's, she's wild. Um, so, uh, says, uh, Chris says, they they can't handle it. And Kim says, I never do that, Mom. I always say, oh, it's so cool what your dad did. I am so nice and supportive. I will never be that way about their father. And Chris goes, and that's why you're an example. You want to set a good example. And it's why God put you here to raise kids and have a family and be with each other. And that's what life is all about. It's all about our family. Thank you, Ray J. In a talking head, Kim goes, even if there's shit going down, I will always do my best to keep the co-parenting relationship positive. The kids want to see me happy. They want to see their dad happy and they want to see them getting along. Now, if you, you know, take a second to really think about all of this relationship, it is really sad and it's dark, but all breakups are sad and potentially dark and especially marriages, especially long ones like this, because, you know, I, I always try to think about it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I know these guys are billionaires and it's different because they mean so much to so many people, but at the core of it, you know, we can still kind of understand it, right? Like you've been in love with somebody, you've lost love at some point. I think about my marriage that got busted up, you know, and like the things that'll still haunt me is all those times we told each other, oh, we'd be together forever and I'll always be here and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, sometimes those are the things that really bum you out. You're like, it just didn't work out the way that we said it would. And those things really like get to you, you know? And that's why like Kim can almost come off robotic because she's obviously made the move to like, I'm going out there for me now. And it's such an interesting thing because, you know, You've seen, like, I've seen other partners, like, get with somebody and all that stuff. And it's hard. Like, I remember that first girlfriend I had out of college uh, that we moved out here together. And then when that broke up and she got with somebody else, I just, rem I had never felt anything like it. It was the weirdest thing in my life. I had never felt pain like that in my life. I, I, I was, it, you know, it was just so new to me. I was like, I did not recognize that feeling. And it's heartache. You know, you like I always say this, I, you, you only feel that way once in your life, right? Because uh, the next time it happens, you are familiar with that feeling. It's that old feeling. Um, okay, so we cut to Beverly Hills. There's a song going, like a boss, like a boss. Nah, 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 nah. And uh, not Sheena's like a boss, like a boss. Which, by the way, I'm on Sheena's podcast on Friday. Make sure you listen. 
We're in um, Chris's office at Kylie's place. Scott and Chloe are meeting Chris. And Chris has an Emmy behind her and her desk. And I, and I, like I saw it and I was like, wow, they want an Emmy for keeping up with the Kardashians. And Scott's like, why do you have an Emmy out there? And Chris goes, well, if you put it out there, it just might happen. And so Chloe's like, that's a fake Emmy. And Chris goes, no, it's real. Kim gave me one for my 60th birthday. And Chloe's like, oh, so it's a real Emmy. It's just not your Emmy. And Chris is like, fake it till you make it. So I guess Kim bid on it for her. But also on the 60th birthday, didn't she buy Chris like 60 out, like 60 looks to put together? Remember that episode a couple seasons ago? Like, and she got her the Emmy? Like, the gifts that are getting thrown, like, that's what happens when you make a deal with the devil. You have to give the devil a lot of gifts. (laughs) So... Chloe's like, okay, we're here to talk about your masterclass, mom. Now, masterclass, if you don't know, is this service, I guess, where a lot of like Steve Martin, all these kind of luminaries in their field, they have like screenwriting, like all every kind of thing under the sun. These people that have made something of their lives do masterclasses and you can get the videos or something. I don't do any of you guys do this because by the way, I need to take somebody's masterclass username and password because I need to see the Chris Jenner masterclass. I need, I need to, I need to. So if anybody has access, I need you to let me have access just to watch the Chris Jenner masterclass because I feel like it might change my life and it might make good for a really good podcast episode if I went through Chris Jenner's masterclass. Cause I was like, do you grab, like, what do you do? Do you have to give Chris your sex tape? What do you do? What is a Chris Jenner? Like I just, this whole time I was like, wow, Chris Jenner is a man. I need to see the Chris Jenner masterclass. So, um, Chris is like, yeah, Hillary and Bill are doing one. Nobel Prize winners do one. And Chloe's like, and now you, Chris fucking Jenner, are doing one. And Chris goes, I started my professional career when I was 40 years old. And for them to ask me at this stage in my life is wild. But there is no reason why she shouldn't be asked. She truly is one of the most powerful business people in the world. What she has done, like I might joke till the cows come home about this family, but you, I will never underestimate them. And I will never not give it up for Chris Jenner. Like I might disagree with her, but like, but truly, truly what she has done is nobody's done anything like how she's done it. That's it's truly unique. Um, Chloe's like, people want to know how you created this business and your empire and put it all under one umbrella. And Chris is like, yeah, I have one chance to do this, this masterclass. And so Scott's like, yeah, you could do a whole, a whole piece on catchphrases. And you know, you always have to be willing to walk away. Don't get married to the deal. Chloe and I talking that says mom is known for good catchphrase, but uh, mom calls me Kylie half the time. So I think she'll definitely mess up the catchphrases for sure. But she really is. Um, she really is amazing. And we're all just so proud. I just love that the show's like, we're all so proud of everyone. Every, everybody in this family's amazing. And the people that aren't, we don't put them in the show. Looking at you, Rob. Um, another catchphrase is never burn a bridge. Cause you're going to have to walk back over it at the same, some time. And then Chloe's like, never go against the family. And Chris goes, never go against the family. Um, and then Chris, <laughs> Chris goes, that's something Chloe's dad taught me. And I was like, OJ Simpson taught cleanliness. <laughs> and uh, Chris is like, Chloe's dad taught me a lot. And then Chris is like, what do you call it when you chop? And Scott's like, karate chop. And she's like, no, what's wrong with you? Like, 
bust your chaw. And uh, it's like this stupid. They're trying to figure out what Chris means. It's, it's not, it's just, it was dumb. And, uh, it was just weird. So the, okay. So in a talking head, Chris goes, I really want to articulate where I am in life and my journey and how I got here. It's my legacy. And I wrote, I need this Chris Jenner masterclass today. Like I feel very connected to this Chris Jenner masterclass. And so that scene ends. We got a new scene. Kim's in a Rolls Royce at Courtney's house. She's doing Pilates with Courtney. And Kim goes, I'm get so excited. I'm on the, I get the cover of sports illustrated. And Chloe goes, Holy guacamole. And a talking head, uh, Kim goes, this has to be the hottest cover ever. The fact that they asked me, Kim Kardashian, in my 40s, I don't think any Armenian girl has been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. A lot of firsts here. It's an iconic, legendary, it's exciting, it's crazy. I have to do double-time workouts. So once again, it's like Kim just like, look how amazing my life is. But, you know, she's worked her body and her face into this, you know. And also, 40, she looks like she's like 25. She's like, I mean, truly magnificent work has been done on her face. When Kim drops a new face, it is so awesome because it's what plastic surgery could be. It looks weirdly, na- it even confuses me. Like, it almost makes me believe in the metaverse um courtney goes so you're doing pilates once a day and a regular workout and kim's like yeah this is my one chance to look and feel like myself i want to be prepared and not feel insecure and chloe says wow balenciaga vogue and now the cover of sports illustrated and uh she's like I think this shoot represents a lot for me. When you go through a divorce and big changes, I've taken the time to get to know myself and what I want. I love, once again, it's like this this magical six-month period for Kim where she figured everything. Who knows? Maybe she really did. So we cut to all the girls in Courtney's place eating one of their salads from, what is it, like health nut or whatever. And they're all shaking up the salads, like, you know, legendary. It's like, we watch these ladies do this so much. And Kim wants to know if there's dressing. Kim, remember, we talked to the cameras in this show now. It's like their big innovation for the new show. Yeah, you know, I like when they pitch it, they're like, okay, Hulu, it's like the E show, but sometimes we'll say hi to the camera directly. <laughs> wow, that's magic so courtney go, oh, oh yeah kim goes we know how much you love to watch us eating salads like so they're in on the joke too and then courtney goes yeah i created a phenomenon shaking a salad i'm like oh my god calm down Court's like it was hard at work today i created a candle and i shook a salad um but i love that courtney in her mind is like i've done something with my life people love my salads um Kim asks, uh, Chloe, how are you and Tristan? And Chloe's like, he's trying really hard. It's great. Everyone is great. Tristan and I are doing well. Court's engaged. And Kim, she just feels so much lighter. And then uh, Chloe goes, Ho-J. Or Ho- she goes, I don't know. what Joe-J. Uh, she called Kim something weird. And she's like, what's going on with your dating life? And Kim's smiling. Like, Ugh. And Kim goes, can a girl just be happy and live? And Chloe's like, yeah, a girl can. And then Kim goes, that's what I'm doing. Happiness, zen, peace, laughter. It's all I want. And I got it. And Chloe says, well, a lot of laughter. And Kim goes, yeah. And then Chloe goes, a lot of stand-up comedy. And Kim goes, ha, 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 ha. 
And then Chloe goes, all right, okay, I'll take that as a yes. In a talking head, Kim goes, okay, you guys have stalked me long enough. This, I was like, stalked you? Like, once again, this is the worst kept secret I've ever seen on any show. She goes, I'll finally answer how it went down on SNL with Pete. And here's how it went down, you guys. She's like, I did SNL, and when we kissed in the Aladdin scene, it was a vibe. And she was like, and we see the moment. And guys, it's not like look, look at that moment and tell me that's a magical kiss. Like, t- like it, like it, it's like me practicing kissing on my hand, which I still do, by the way. And I've gotten really good. <laughs> um, so, so she's like, it was a vibe, and I was like, oh shit, maybe I just need to try something different. I love that Kim potentially had these thoughts on a magic carpet on the SNL stage. I just need to try something different. But Pete doesn't even come to my SNL after party. Everyone was at my after party and he doesn't give me the time of day. And then a few days later, I called the producers at SNL and I was like, you better fire Pete. He wasn't at my after. No, she was like, I called the producers and I was like, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> Kim, you don't need to tell us every detail. They're like, yeah. And then I was like, what's the area code? No. And she's like, I wasn't even thinking I was going to be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking, like, I heard about his BDE and, like, I need to get out there and I need to just jumpstart my, you know, basically, I was just DTF. Do you know how insane this whole monologue is? Which, by the way, I will use eventually to get in Yale drama school. I will be doing the Kim Kardashian monologue from the Kardashian season one, episode eight. Never go against the family. Uh, tell me when I can begin. Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you what happened at SNL. So basically what she's saying, you guys, is this magic carpet kiss fucking rocked her world. Pete didn't come to the after party. So she was fucking like, what's up with this dude? So then she called SNL to get his number days after the fact. And then I figured to call him, she goes, because I heard he had BDE. Like, is wild. It's wild. She heard that, so she was like, "Why?" That's what I'm saying. Like we, these girls did all the work for Pete, all the work, all the like Ariana, all this stuff. She, like they were a calling card for every female out there for the rest of Pete's life. And uh, I like she's like, "Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about being in a relationship with him," which is like once again, you're like, "But now, like it's like she keeps treating this like it's like two years in or something, and it's just magic." But I, like once again, I think right place, right time. After Kanye, anything probably seems like magic. But then also Kim using a Jersey Shore line, like basically I was just DTF. Like what is what is that phone? Like Lauren Michaels gave me your number, Pete. It's me, Kim Kardashian. I'm down to fuck. <laughs> Kim says it's fun and funny. But not like even like everyone thinks he's hysterical, but it's not like a comedy show at all times. And I'm like, no, it's like normal. And Chloe goes, well, good. I'm happy. I'm happy you're happy. That's everyone's dream is for you to be happy, Kim. And the talking head, Kim goes, Pete has to be the best human being I've ever met. The <laughs> Kim's met a lot of people and like he's better than Reggie Bush. He's better than Ray J. He's been, like, I love all the people he's better as of like. Yeah, man, probably, yeah. I mean, I might be probably better than Ray J, to be honest with you. Um, she goes, he has the best heart. People are always like, he's so funny. And it's like, it doesn't even have to do with funny. It's like, 
Funny is fourth on my list with him. He's always open. He wants the best for people. He can handle anything. And he always does it with grace. And I'm like, he always does it with grace. What about that fucking day when he's like, I'm in bed with your wife and took a shot. Like, was that graceful? I'm like, this is wild. Um, And she goes, he's really thoughtful and humble and genuine. And he's got a gigantic dong. She didn't say the dong part, but she said BDE earlier. And then Kim, get this, goes, I never knew you could be so happy watching TV series and just going with the gym with someone. Like, I never even thought he went to the gym. (laughs) And I was like, Kim, you never knew you could be so happy watching TV series? Babe, let me through uh, my hat in the ring, me lady, because <laughs> I uh, I got some TV to watch with you. You want to see how fun it is? Come on over to my place. I'm taking notes, Kim. Leave me alone. I'm taking notes. Um, I just I was like, this this is wild because when you're used to doing with Kim Kardashian, with Kanye West, she's like, fuck. He watches TV. This is amazing. Like, guys, Pete is. I just. I'm just, it, this blows my mind. I know you guys might not care, but it blows my mind. In a talking head, she continues, after we got together, it was like a thing. Megan Fox texted me and she was like, is this shit for real? Which is, why do all celebrities have other celebrities' numbers? Like, why? I know Megan Fox had Courtney's number. Why does Megan Fox have Kim's number? And she goes, well, Pete asked me for your number months ago. And I said, you have a better shot of me and Machine Gun Kelly being eaten by crocodiles. And I kept thinking, oh, man, what could have been? Like, that was up for like, oh, my God, if Kim turned him down, does that mean we'd get... MGK eaten by crocodiles. Um, but uh, Megan was like, it's never going to happen. So don't even ask. And Kim says, I actually don't care if I go out like with no makeup on. I'm like, she's just learning to be a basic girl. And it's like, ama- like, girl, I, you will be, you, I will blow your fucking mind away with how basic we can be, Kim. Like, you don't, like, Kim, you will literally, you'll fuck, if this does it for you, you will love, like, he didn't even make me shower. (laughs) He's, we've been in the same outfit for three days. He lets me wear his basketball shorts. He's got one pair. (laughs) Courtney goes, yeah, you don't have to be perfect all the time. You're perfect just the way you are. Like Courtney's like, that's what Travis made me feel like. And Kim says, I had this big pimple on my nose and I was like, oh my God, I have to get up. I have to put pimple medicine on. And one thing me and Pete have in common is skincare and dermatologists, which is like, that's also another weird thing. of like, Pete's obsessed with skincare and dermatologists? Pete's obsessed with wait. Pete's obsessed with skincare. What? Like, like, wait. What? Pete's obsessed with skin. What? Like, is he just telling you shit? Like, is he just like, yeah, I love, I love skincare. I'm obsessed with it. Like, oh wow, me too. Like, I look at Pete and I never think, what a fresh facial. Like, um. So she goes, I fell asleep at eight thirty, and then I woke up, and there was per pimple medicine on my nose. He put it on me. He knew I needed it. So, okay. Kim falls asleep on a bed with Pete at 8.30 p.m., right? Let's walk through this. Kids are, you know, so, okay. I just don't imagine Pete. Like, he's, what, 28 years old? 
Pete's not going to bed at eight thirty. So Pete's like, what is he on his phone? He's just fucking like he's like he's like holy shit, I'm next to Kim Kardashian. He's sending like pictures to people like look at look, she's like sleeping next to me. Like it's I bet you like that. And then he's like, fuck. I mean, why don't I just put shit on her face and like and starts putting pimple cream? You know, like just he starts like putting clown makeup on her and stuff. He's like, I woke up with a full <laughs> with full clown makeup. I look like Gene Simmons from Kiss. Uh, <laughs> But I love like these basic things. It's like, wait, what? You, you fucking were blown away by pimple medic. Like, girl, I will. I'll put balm on. I'll put. I'll put. What, uh, I'm trying to. What is that? I, I'll put icy hot on you, girl. Like you, you if that impresses you. You're gonna fucking go over the moon with me. Um, Courtney talking to it says Kim is so much nicer now. So thank you, Pete. Kim goes. I'm not chasing anything anymore, whether it's like at the beginning of your career, chasing fame, whether it's like chasing money, chasing relationships, chasing happiness. It's all just here. And Chloe says, well, yeah, I heard 40s are like magic when you hit your 40s. And Chloe goes, I can't wait to be in my 40s. And then Kim goes, when I turned 40, grandma kept on telling me 40 is the best sex. And so far, she winks. And I was like, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Also, I'm also going to lose it because MJ was walking around telling Kim that you're going to get like, oh, you want to bust a nut. Wait, wait till you're 40. You're going to get rocked. Like, I just hate to think of MJ like just post coil going. That was amazing. Uh, we cut to uh, a song that says, jump high. I fly higher. Play with fire. Courtney is um, smelling sense with her assistant, Liz Muller. Uh, Steph Shep uh, walks in and Courtney's like, you know how um, Gwyneth has vagina candles? My candle's going to be called Smells Like Pushy. And Steph goes, that's really funny. Is it? Is it really funny? Also, somebody pointed out that Poosh is her name for her nickname for Penelope, her daughter. Do we... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Courtney just forgets, like, basic things. Like, what are you making a pussy joke about the name of the nickname for your little girl? Smells like pushy because we're all supposed to be like, Gwyneth has a vagina candle and now I do too. Like, huh? Courtney goes, I want to streamline my business like my life. I love candles. This is my vibe. This definitely smells like my pushy, she says. I wrote, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I go, you want to streamline businesses? I don't want to teach you how to edit a pod. You'll lose your mind. Um, so everybody's telling pushy jokes. It's lame. Court says, we've been talking about it for a year, talking about teaming up with other women in the health and wellness industry. And Steph's like, yeah, we always don't have to be rivals as females. You know, the press wants to pit us against each other. It just feels like they have talking points for Courtney's storyline because we heard the same lines in the Gwyneth scene. And Courtney says, when I came out with Poosh, they wanted to make it like I was after Gwyneth. And like, I love doing it like together. There's room for everyone. <laughs> We have a positive message. I'm like, Court, nobody thought you were like, we all laughed because we were like, you thought you might be coming for Gwyneth. And we kind of like, oh, Courtney isn't good with follow through. Um, In a new scene, according to the show, I don't know Courtney personally. In a new scene, we see a like there's so many shots of pools now. Like everybody has a massive pool in their backyard. And I'm beginning to recognize them, which is sadder. I'm like, oh, we're at Chloe's house. That's Chloe's pool. 
Chris calls and she's like, I'm getting nervous, Chloe, about my masterclass. It's a big deal. I want to do a good job. Will you come over while I take a bath and we talk about the masterclass? And Chloe's like, do you want me to bring you a martini? She's like, sure. And Chloe just walks over, you know, because it's just right next door. And Chloe fixes her bath or Chris. And then Chris comes in in this old school, like silk robe with like fur on it. I don't know. And Chloe's like, Lady Godiva, you're everything and more. Where did you pull this out of? And Chris is like, this is how we reward ourselves, Chris says to the camera. Remember, big innovation, talking to the camera. And then Chris goes, looks at the camera and goes, you're going to have to leave for a second while I jump in there. You know, so she has to disrobe. But I was like, wouldn't it be funny if Chris was like, no, stay. And then locks eyes dead on with the camera. And we just like, she just drops robe and like a big Chris Jenner bush, just like boom. And like Chris Jenner's so confident that she's like, she doesn't even blink. She's just staring the camera down like a fully naked Chris Jenner. And she's like, yeah, follow me into the bathtub. I don't care. I'm Chris Jenner. And uh, so she gets in there. Uh, Chloe goes, why are you so nervous, mom? And she's like, I can't help it. It's my personality. I want to make it feel personal for the masterclass viewer. And Chloe goes, I don't know, just pretend it's one of your daughters you're giving advice to. And Chris is like, that's good. And I was like, yeah, offer to sell their sex tapes. And Chloe, she goes, Chloe, will you come with me to the taping? And Chloe goes, sure, why not? And Chloe goes, life is life. And then Chris goes, that's that's a t-shirt, that's merch. So Chris goes, my masterclass is tomorrow. We need to boil down the last of my thoughts. I want people to hear what I'm trying to say and communicate. And Chloe says, do you always bathe with all your diamonds on? Cause she has all these diamond um, bracelets on. And Chris says, <laughs> Chris looks at the camera once again and goes, my bubbles keep disappearing and it's not that kind of show. And then I shit you not. She does stare at the camera for three seconds. And I like, she was like staring directly into my soul. And also I was like, <laughs> my bubbles keep disappearing. Like what? We can just see a big old Chris Jenner nip. Like, you know, I feel like I'm getting sexually harassed by Chris Jenner. That's what I'm saying. Um, so we go to the studio. Chris is uh, ready for the master class. She walks on set. Everybody claps. And she's like, today is master class today. The, today. The more I talked about it with Chloe, I know I've got good stuff. Chloe pulls up in a Ferrari. They're like, last looks, pictures up. And Chris goes, the number one thing I want people to take away is learning step-by-step step to get where you want, to never give up, and learn how to navigate the system and really have someone in your corner to help you get there. I want to connect the audience that have followers and your brand is your feeling and blah, 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 just because it's successful. Just looking. She goes, um, don't just look for the fame. It never lasts. And Chloe butts in while they're filming. She goes, Remember, Mom, there's a difference between fame and success. And Chris goes, can Chloe come on camera and say that? And Chloe goes, I don't have the makeup for that, Mom. And I shit you not, they do a shot of Chloe, and she's fully made up. She looks gorgeous. She's like, I don't have the makeup for that. Well, what do you call all the makeup on your face right now? And uh, Chloe goes, I'm sorry, you guys in the master class. And she gets on camera, which is, by the way, exactly what they did for SNL with Chloe as well. Chris is like, they wrote you a little line, Chloe. Chris really does try to share the wealth, which I love. I'm not joking about that. It really does seem like she goes out of her way to try to make each one of these girls feel special. Because I guess Chris is their manager, too. So Chloe goes, um, my mom has taught us that anything is possible. You can do anything you set your mind to. She's just so smart, and I love that she's my mom. And I was like, fuck yeah, I, I wish she was my mom. And Chloe says, you start 
you don't know what you're doing. You start off. We didn't know what we're doing on the first season of the show. We were only supposed to be one season. And we had to have a family meeting after that and say, it's okay to have game plans, to check in on the plan, to redesign, to find out what you want in the end and to try to achieve those goals. And Chris goes, amen, sister. And the director goes, you're very, your daughter's very wise. And Chris goes, she's the wisest of the wise. She's my favorite today. She adds the today. We cut to Kim's private jet. Uh, it's her first time in her new private jet that she had all like it's all new jet. She's going to the Dominican Republic for the Sports Illustrated cover. She's like my dream, my plane. I never thought I would have one. And it's an extension of me and my home. Everybody does like dark, but I did custom all white. Every scene has a every seat has a phone ch- charger. It's all cashmere everywhere. Pillows, seats, headrests. I feel like I'm doing an MTV crib. She says, "What a dream." And she's so excited for all the people she spends her life with to do this first flight with her, which I thought, what a cool, it could be like yellow jackets, like Kim Kardashian's plane crashes and then just the survive. Anyways, um, Kriska, or Kim goes, yeah, no shoes on the plane. Let's get custom skim slippers and PJs, socks, blankets, and slippers and have it say like Air Kim or Kim Air. And she's like, what is Michael Jordan's called? Uh, Pete Davidson calls. And Kim's like, can I give you a tour, Pete? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, she's like, oh, there's two beds in the back, but it, it can be made into a king bed. And we hear Pete go, whoa. <laughs> it's like, that's, oh my God, Pete, you're amazing. Whoa. <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> whoa. Kim goes, I'm in a really good place right now. Balenciaga, Vogue, Spirit Celestia. It's so cool. It's such a moment. And Pete goes, fuck yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Are you going to go work out? Like she's now mentioned Pete and working out for a while. So it seems like Chris wants him to beef up or something. He's like, yeah, I just woke up. Uh, I'm going to go work out. And she goes, bye. And she does a little kiss to the screen. And she's like, I'm embarking on a new journey. And this year is about what I want. And I'm like, what year hasn't it been what you want? And she's like, and what makes me happy? And it's a dream come true. And then the stewardess goes, Pete drop this off and has a surprise for everybody but we never got to see the surprise i think it was like food because she's like oh my god those are my favorite and we never got to see what it is and then it's next time on the kardashians oh my god we did two hours and 30 minutes oh my god this is a long episode anyways next time on the kardashians we finally find out about tristan it's gonna be a wild one you guys thank you so much i know these are extra long episodes but i really am proud of them i think there's entertaining throughout the whole thing these were like two separate episodes remember to use the timestamps blah 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 Thank you to our guest, uh, Anna. Go follow her on TikTok. And what a lovely uh, week we're having so far. I'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Wow. Betches.